Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernet. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. But this is a very special episode, Pernell. That's right. Did you remember? We have Gary Coleman. <gasps> special, actually, that's actually in birthday. Rest <laughs> in peace, Gary Coleman. We actually have Elizabeth Berkeley from Saved by the Bell on the show. It's just a day by the mail. <laughs> Actually, I've been awesome if she was on the show, but yeah. we don't have Elizabeth Berkeley. It's special for a whole other reason. Now, this is a very special episode. This is our fifth podcast anniversary. <laughs> Things that no one ever seen coming up, and then bam! Next thing you know, it's the silver year, or whatever they call it. I don't know. Any I don't know. Stuff. Five, five years. So I got you a gift. Is it silver? No. Oh. Did you give me a gift? No, I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, what we're doing, this is a very different episode. What we're going to have is um, we're going to go back and look at our whole year of shows, mm-hmm. um, not including the last podcast anniversary, not including any mixtapes. And also not including... Right. The listeners' favorites of last year, too. Right, yeah, because we did that, because we had our 200th episode. We did a lot. We have a lot to actually look back on um, for this year, but I took, we we're going to pick our top five. Our top five. Everything else sucks. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> this is this was really difficult to yeah. do. Every episode, we listen to, we, we, we pick a theme, and then we each pick um, three songs, and then we pick, no, we pick four songs. We went with five. So every week we pick three songs. Oh, you mean every week yeah, we yeah, pick yeah, three yeah, songs yeah. and a bonus, but this time we chose five tracks. Right, and a bonus, which is usually a remix or arrangement, but this week is different. It's going to be five of our top, top tracks of out of everything that we've played on our show. And again, it's very difficult. And I totally did that thing that I do where I'm like, I'll just put it off, put it off, and put it off, and put <laughs> it off. And then I gave myself like an hour or two before the actual episode, and I was like, Crap! I'm running behind! So I'm going down the list like, that stands out! And I'm like, crap, I picked that. And this looks cool! Crap, I picked that. And it's just like, I... And the reason why someone might be hearing this and going, why does that matter? Is because it's weird when it comes to choosing tracks in the sense that I feel like when I choose tracks, Mm -hmm. I was trying to pick them based on what stood out if I was just perusing the entire list of tunes that we've played on the show. Right. But what that ultimately ended up resulting in for me was... A lot of the time, the tracks that resonated with me the most were the tracks that I picked because I chose those tracks because they originally resonated with me when I chose them. So it's like, okay, on one hand, the track sounds wonderful, but I also have nostalgic memories of how it was at, how I utilized it in the game I was playing when I played it, hence why it sticks out so much. Mm-hmm. There was a few exceptions to that, but for the most part, I was like, yep, yeah, oh, I know that one. Oh, that's, that's the one. And uh, it made it very challenging. Meanwhile, Rob did something different. Rob's like, well, I came over here expecting Rob to be like, yep, all my tracks were mine, just like you, Pernell. Okay, all right. I'll, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I picked eight. I ended up on eight, and so then I picked my top five out of out of that. And this is the alarm, meaning that I have bread in the oven. I have to go take out. All right, <laughs> Breadmaster, Breadmaster Nichols. You should at least. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm back now. <laughs> I took the bread out of the oven, and it's good. And it's very good. I mean, Van Johnson good? It's a sourdough good. 
Oh, not Van Johnson good, then what is it? You know, we've done this show so long, and you've said Van Johnson a number of times. That's right. I'll always say it. It's my thing. I know Van Dam. It came up on the... I know Van Houten. But Van, jo- Van no, I Johnson... Don't, I don't know Van Johnson. I only know Van Johnson because one day I had to acknowledge that I say Van Johnson good a lot. Simpsons <laughs> reference, by the way. Yeah. But I had no idea who Van Johnson was. <laughs> so I had to one day look it up. He was apparently an actor from like the 60s. And the reason why it was relevant was because Mickey Rooney was the one who said, Van Johnson good. Oh, is he good? Is he Van Johnson good? Okay, <laughs> I got you now. I say it all the time. Oh, my God. Mystery solved. There it is. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, anyway, so I don't know. Um, we also have a quiz during the show. Oh, did you end up going with it? Like Chris Murray sent me a nice quiz. It's a uh, dangerous quiz. It's a dangerous quiz. I'll give you a little uh, preview. This is Trails of Cold Steel characters. Are they real or are they not? Okay, I can work with some of this. Because I was like, it's odd how the ease and for that by that extension, the Fal- all those Falcon games were things that I actually put Chris Murray onto. And now he has well eclipsed me <laughs> on playing them. So, like, he, I would say he officially knows more about Trails of Cold Steel than I do by far. <laughs> So that makes this a much more hilarious where he's like, I'm going to quiz Pearl, see how he does. Like, well, I know that they have swords. One guy uses a gun. A lot of them, a lot of them are going to fight with swords. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to figure out the context clues on these names, which look bizarre to me. Are you asking the question now or are you... Oh, no, no, we'll do them later. We'll do them later. Um, And then for our listeners, um, if you go to our website, rhythmandpixels.com, uh, we're going to have a special offer on t-shirts, so you can get them a much discounted price. Nice. I decided that just now. I hope that's okay for now. Why would it do? <laughs> no! No! No, of course it's fine. Yeah, so go go to the website and then click merch at the top of the page, and you can check out our cool t-shirts there. And also, you can click on um, Blueberry Podcasting, who is our podcast host and now our kind of our sponsor. So if you go to uh, rhythmandpixels.com slash podcast and click there, you get one month free hosting and statistics that you don't get anywhere else. Um, so there's a reason why like our podcast downloads like in an instant and it's because of Blueberry. And um, also we know exactly who you are, where you live and why you like us. Well, let's not go nuts. I don't know what's your street. eyes. No, no, you don't. Your ears. We know. We know regions. That's about the gist no, yeah. of it. You know, we know regions. We just know downloads. But yeah, you don't get that anywhere else. So it's blueberry.com. Just take out the E's and you got blueberry minus mm. the E's. <laughs> oh, E's. Oh, mercy. <laughs> That's a terrible segue, but I like it okay, nonetheless. So um, this was the year. This was a year of show. Um, obviously, this is something that may well end up happening on the actual like. Uh, like two twenty year of twenty twenty wrap up thing too, mm-hmm. but for the sake of this podcast anniversary, things that have happened. I know I have now seventy five physical Switch games. Yes, um, I have. I'm still at two fifty between two fifty five and two sixty pounds. I can't mm-hmm. break that plateau, but I've consistently continued to work out. Yeah, that's. I'm really proud of you for doing that. We both turned forty. That's, let's not tell let's not tell the world, but it is kind of cool in that sense because that means we technically started the well, yeah. But I guess we both would have. We started the show at thirty five. Yeah, thirty five. Man, my back still does not ache. Ha! You were expecting me to say it does, Ooh, but it doesn't. M- mine does because three years into the show, I, I herniated a disc. <laughs> oh yeah, and you did it while working out. That's the funniest part. Oh, oh yeah, hilarious. Oh, uh, oh come <laughs> on, you know we're just talking about backs and oh, stuff. Oh man, yeah. Oh, so this year, what else happened this year? Um... 
Nothing else. We've had some great guests. I think we've had Chell, Chell Wong on our show maybe twice. Twice? It's only twice? Definitely twice. Feels like forever. I attempted to get freaking um, freaking Dale North on the show, mm-hmm. and like I feel like I should try again, but I totally like didn't. It did not happen. It's something hard about. It's one thing to be like we got a guess. It's another thing to cement the guess. I don't know what it is about. Like I guess finalizing the deal, as they call it. I have a guest coming up in the next week or next. It's next week or the next or the week after. No, definitely the week after. And it blows my mind and because you always you get the you sign the deals. Well, I just said. Hey, you want to do it? And he said, sure. I said, does this day work for you? And he, his response was, yes, thumbs up. So it could, <laughs> So I'm looking forward to having him on. Um, I don't know. He's got an album out right now. That's all I'm going to tease. He's got an album out that just came out. It's Zelda related. He's really good. And he's really German. Oh, yeah. Super German. That's what I, I like. Know. I think he's German. I'm pretty sure he's German. That's cool to me. I'm hoping that's international. He, yeah, international waters. Po- podcast monkey waters. knife fight. <laughs> we can do whatever we want for that. <laughs> right. Um, it's been a crazy year. So I think we're gonna um, pick some music and then talk about those episodes, or maybe our favorite episodes. Mm. And then uh, next week we're gonna have our Patreon special episode where we're gonna have our um, Patreon members. And if you that little listener would like to submit some of your favorite tracks or favorite memories of the podcast year let us know at rhythm and pixels at hotmail.com but and on we'll, with the show and we'll have hardcore to... nudity <laughs> <laughs> but before we move on we should also mention that if you're hearing this we are going to mention that outside of the show because this will come out like two days before that episode so oh yeah we'll right, mention right. it in other places and in addition to that I haven't sidled on it yet, but it probably probably will go through with it. Mm. Think about grabbing like a gift card or two, more so maybe at least have the intention of having the gift card oh, so you that just, you people can choose. Well, well, just so you can have gift cards. Well, I love gift you cards. Love, you love your gift cards, but I want to give gift cards to people who oh. listen to the show. Oh, I see. Have like As in, like, yeah, like have a little giveaway, but but not buy them immediately because if I do um, console credit, it needs to be a console they have, right? Or if it's a store credit, I want to be like, here's some Target money. You're like, we don't have Target in the UK. We have Bullseye. I'm like, well, <laughs> crap, I didn't get Bullseye credit, so it's better to just hold off until I know what they have and then select it that way. Oh man. All right, so let's begin. So we have a lot to look forward to this year. I want to do more streaming. Um, could it, could it be that the podcast ends? We become full time Twitch streamers? I would say no. Like I don't even know how Twitch streamers stream like they do. Like I have friends who regularly will say, "Okay, today I'm going to get online and I'm going to stream Mega Man, or I'm going to stream uh, uh, Hades, or I'm going to stream yeah. you know Dragon Warrior." And I'm sitting there thinking, one, it's. A, you have to. I feel like if I would just get online and do that, and like no one's watching the stream, and that has happened to me before. Oh, yeah. I've tried it. No happens to many the majority of people on Twitch. <laughs> like I feel like it would mess with me a bit, like internally. So the fact that they yeah. can do that, as I love that they can do that. Oh yeah, sure. The second thing though is that every time I've come across a Twitch streamer who's like, I'm about to stream something, and it's a game that I have resonance with. Uh-huh. I end up telling myself, you know what, I want to go play that. So instead of going to watch someone <laughs> play, I go and boot it up. Like immediately go to boot it up. So. That's how it's been. Like, That's hilarious. So you just so instead of it's like watching someone play, you know, um, your favorite game, Final Fantasy VIII, you just you, you pop it in there. And you just play Final Fantasy VIII. Oh no, with Final Fantasy VIII, I'll watch them suffer. Okay, I enjoy watching. Actually, them I think suffer. the um, the lead guitarist from Knights of the Round, or maybe the whole band is playing it together, playing through Final Fantasy VIII. Really? I think, I think it's their favorite one. Um, or his favorite. I will say, I have come to realize that when it comes to Final Fantasy. 
a lot of times the favorite is steeped based in when you got in. So I got in Ooh, at an, one. Another year. Another thing I did this year was play through Final Fantasy X again. Oh, mercy. Yeah. Did you do anything new in the playthrough, though? Um, yeah, I cheated and won. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, it's not even cheating anymore. It's yeah, just accepted. I, yeah, I was, able, I was able to cheat and win Blitzball, and I was able to cheat and defeat two of the Dark Aeons. It's not really cheating. It's pay to win. You pay you a Jimbo money, and he wins for you. That's a, hey, that's a game mechanic. Yeah, right? That's not cheating. I'm sorry. We were talking about Final Fantasy games. I, yeah. cut, I cut you off. And you went right to 10. I went right to 10. <laughs> I was saying, I feel like the favorite generally is based around when you came into the picture. Like, I started at 1. So, for me, the heyday was Super Nintendo. And after that, even though technology advanced and mm-hmm. the games technologically were better, my feelings stuck with the 16-bit era, which is why my favorites are nestled in there. Right. I know a lot of people who got into Final Fantasy at 7, so yeah. then seven or eight tends to be their mm-hmm, favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people did. Um, no one's favorite is ten except Rob's. No, I, I, I'm joking. Actually, I actually come across a lot there of are, like ten most. There are dozens of us per now. <laughs> Does <laughs> I will say I don't think anyone's favorite is thirteen though. Uh, I, I feel fairly confident in that statement. And if I'm wrong, let me know because mm-hmm. I'd love to hear it. Um, I, I like thirteen personally, but it's not. I started playing Persona Five this year. The thing that's talk about a, a podcast joke that finally ran its course. A, you started playing it. It's a great game. I will be playing it until I don't know two twenty twenty three. So if I play, here we go. So if I play a couple hours a week, mm-hmm. and it takes about a hundred and so hours to finish, you do the math when that's going to be done. It's going <laughs> to take you forever. And the sad thing is, like, oh, um, it's like we're exact opposite in this regard. I'm in your case, you started one game. That's going to take you forever, mm-hmm. but you're going to complete it, which is why you'll be playing it for a long time. Yeah, that's cool. Whereas I, cool game. and my horribleness of gaming ADHD, have probably started over 110 games this year, and I've finished three. <laughs> but I will say, the rare times when I get really absorbed into a game, like, it runs. Like, Death and oh, yeah. Request 2, I got it as a review game. Yeah, the, the, the amount of times you've played 1001 Spikes... Yes, I beat that game twice. The amount of time you put into La Mulana. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I beat that one twice. Like, I beat La Mulana 1 twice, once on regular mode and once on hard mode. And I beat La Mulana 2 once on regular, and I started a La Mulana 2 hard playthrough, too. So, it's so, weird how that happens. Like, certain games get me, and when they do, I just run with it. Yeah, and Persona 5, uh, through the, the course of the show, you were kind of like, you kind of just stopped playing games for a while, and then Persona 5 like just kind of pulled you back in. Yep, that was another hyper-focused game. I put 150 hours into it in one yeah. month. Um, all right, so we should start talking about some songs. All right, yeah, so, overrated. Okay, so there's, there's, there's two... <laughs> there are two kind of um, traditions that we have on our show. One is that we're usually drinking on our podcast anniversary, which we're not doing. Not this time. You have some coffee there? Yeah, iced coffee. And I got some water. Um, it's, it's, it's after Thanksgiving. I've, I've had enough to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good. Maybe for the live stream, I'll get some liquor in here. Or but we do uh, rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. But I win. Okay, let's go. One, two, three, show. One, two, three, show. One, two, three, show. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Oh, come on. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, come on. This is bull! Okay, hold on. We have to stop. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We just tied. Like it was seven like seven to- times in a row. Seven times in a row. All right, this is it. This is it. This is. But we but we were one one. We were like what two two. Mm-hmm. All right. 
This is terrible podcast content. Actually, I thought like I was one. I think it was two to one. Actually, I right. think about it. Do you want to do sudden death, or do you want to just... sudden death? All right, sudden death. One, one two, two, three, shoot! Dynamite! I win. Okay, Pernell goes for dynamite. That's right. You never play with dynamite. Okay, if listeners of the show, um, if you know what the hand sign is for dynamite, take a picture and send it to us on Facebook. Because it's dynamite. Because it's dynamite. Everyone knows dynamite. All right, I like how you just said, no, I'm just going first. Dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. You can only use it once per <laughs> session, but it counts. I hate you. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get you later with uh, Chris's Chris Murray's quiz. The danger. Okay, here we go. Um, we are going to start with your number five. Oh, I don't even have them in order. Let's be honest here. It was hard enough okay, so you just, just picking tracks. Okay, well, this is your first track. Mm-hmm, I'm just going to say my first track, and I figured I'd get the one that I actually know for a fact out of the way, because I've been saying I was going to choose it since I played it on the show, yep. and that stands the reason to be true. That is, Bart Goes Downtown from the Simpsons Hit and Run Game, composed by Mark Burrell, Jeff Tomaschuk, and Alan Levy. He likes music, <laughs> He does! <laughs> I do like music. Welcome back. You were listening to 
Bart Goes Downtown from the Simpsons Hit and Run Game, composed by Mark Burrell, Jeff Tomashuk, and Alan Levy. It was also probably the last episode we did where this track was played. It was episode 25-6, being based around the Simpsons, and... Originally, when we picked that episode topic, I genuinely believe that not necessarily that the music would all be bad, but that mm-hmm. there'd be nothing on it that would really stand out because it was all like, you know, licensed games. Right. And it was also before they actually had people like Vert doing music for licensed games. And I, I didn't want to do like a whole, a whole episode of the arcade game music. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people remember. But then we discovered some cool tracks and some that were okay. <laughs> and then this particular track, which was and, not just okay, it was superb. And this one blew your socks off. I listened to it in the car now. I listened to it at the gym now. I listened to it while working out in the basement. I play this all the time. In fact, it's funny how I could genuinely... I feel like every track I pick, and some of them may well fall under this, they could all just be tracks I listen to in my day-to-day life. Like, I would have picked them for the show, but then like, you know what? I just listen to it all the time now. I never stop. Ever. <laughs> so uh, That's a good song. It's a nice, it's a good length too because it can loop and there's still so much happening and it's still, it's like three or four minutes and it's got so many cool things going on. But it's, it's like, a, it's like, it's, it's, an, it's, got, it's an infinite loop type track yeah. because like I went to, I drove to New Jersey and back. Whoa. I know. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Especially nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But I drove all the way to Jersey and then back. Uh-huh. And the entire trip back, this track just played the entire time. <laughs> I mean, I was going like 80 miles an hour, was, but still. I was thinking about this a while back, because I used to drive to arcades to play DDR um, every weekend. And I would go out to Jersey, and I would get on the turnpike, or I would get on to whatever the other highway is, 320-something. I don't know. And 322? 322? No, I forget. There's another There's another highway. 30? We're going to figure this out later. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to shout numbers at each other. But it's kind of parallel, 275. Parallel to... 295. 295. Thank you for now. Just shouting numbers at each other. But that was the actual number. It just kind of came to my mind. But I would go on these trips, and I'd be like, oh, man, driving for like 40 minutes to an hour would be so boring. But then I thought, I didn't have an MP3 player. I had a CD player. So I would just put in a CD, and I'd say, if I listen to this all the way through, by the time it's done, I'm at the place. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I listened to Tenacious D, and just over and over again. I would just be like, okay, as soon as Tenacious D is over... I will get there. As soon as uh, the tribute song or whatever, the uh, the Sasquatch song, um, then I would be at the spot. I also did that with uh, Super Eurobeat something from uh, uh, from Initial, Initial D. D. Initial D Super Battle Mix. But I will say that's dangerous business. Like I can't speak for everybody, yeah. <laughs> but I can definitely say that. Um, though I have like well, obviously people listen, and you also know my favorite genre of music is pretty much shoegaze. But. That doesn't mean I generally listen to shoegaze when I'm in the car. And this isn't this 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 was not a shoegaze song. This was like a this was like a pop punk. Oh, that's what I'm leading to. Like, so yeah, yeah. I listen to like when it comes to VGM, I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing about it is that VGM, generally when I listen to it anyway, is energized. It, it it perks you up, gets you gets you excited. So unfortunately, if I'm blasting great VGM in the car, I'm usually speeding. I won't say driving recklessly, but I am that guy where it's like if I'm in a lane by myself and it's clear, I might pop a hundred. Well, if, okay, you know we don't have to tell the police about this, but if you're on, <laughs> if you're on one of the many um, beautiful turnpikes in uh, the East Coast, Pennsylvania Turnpike, watch out for that crazy guy. Jersey Turnpike and uh, the New York Thruway. Oh, talk about a boring drive. That's that's when music like this kicks in yeah, because yeah. again, if you're if you get your own lane. 
which means that there's no risk. You don't feel there's any risk of you like hitting any other cars or yeah. anything. It cut and like my old truck, for example, I used to drive a Blazer, a 98 Blazer, old car. And if I got to so much as 80 miles an hour, it would start to shake and rattle like it was about to fall apart. It could not hold it. But once I got my current car, it was designed to go like 150, 160 yeah. miles an you hour. Could, I, remember, I remember you couldn't believe it. You were like, wait a minute, Rob, I'm driving way too fast. And I didn't even often. notice it. It just <laughs> yeah, went up like, whoa, yeah. this is crazy. So like now, this stuff is easy for me. Like if I'm not paying attention and the music hits just right and the lane is open, I will easily crack insane speeds. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just be glad that a cop didn't see me do it when I realize how fast I'm going. Fast it's- and Furious starring Purnell. Milk Toast Vaughn. And Van Johnson. <laughs> Purnell as Van Johnson. I see. That That would be my You're out there boosting cars. <laughs> driving fast. My Fast and Furious name is Van Johnson. I like to drive fast and eat fast cheesesteaks. Oh, yeah. yeah. The most delicious cheesesteak. That's my jam. My current one, hot sauce and teriyaki sauce. That's the combo that I suggested, and it works. Oh, man. Um, I had a ton of hot sauce last night. What did I eat? I had a burrito because I couldn't eat any more leftovers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I needed a break. The downside to Thanksgiving. All right. So. You're tired of good food. All right. So, okay. I'm not going to flip this around. My number five for now. This is number five. Oh, wait. Before you choose it. Five. Do, the, do that thing because you were going to name off how many tracks you picked because you were, remember we said like how, like you was like, this is how many I picked. All right. So I ended up with eight tracks. Okay. Four of them were yours. Okay. Three of them were mine. Okay. One of them was a guest. Oh, yeah. The number one is yours, but technically not. Wait, how is it technically not? We'll get to that because we've had some weird shows. (laughs) (laughs) But three of your tracks did not make my cut. But they're very good. I can give the honorable mentions at the end of the show. I appreciate it. If you want to know about them, we might even still listen to it anyway because I love the song. But this is the first one. This is number five. It's from Stank Face Jams. Oh! With Bruce Irons. <laughs> I, I love that name, Bo. Yeah. Okay. First of all, number one, Bruce I love Cameron. Yeah, he's a great dude. Cameron is genuine. He's real and he's friendly. He's inclusive. He takes the best jumping shot. He he hits threes over and over again. Three, three, three. <laughs> swish, swish, swish. Um, he also plays for the Orlando Falcons. <laughs> Yes. The Orlando Blues. <laughs> um, no, he's just a great, great guy. He's, um, my headphones fell apart. Ooh, child. I gotta keep, stop, stop, I gotta keep talking about my friend. Um, and it's just, it's really good to know, to meet people through the podcast and meet people through music um, who are just awesome, who are just really great people to, 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 to know. I'm really, I feel really lucky to know Cameron. So this was on his show. Stank face jams, which was his idea, which was any jam that makes you pull a stank face. The stank. But this is my track that I found. This is from for the Sega Genesis Bill's Tomato Game. This is theme <laughs> number right. This is theme number seven, composed by Matt Furness.
later, Gator. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I thought about that. It has that sound to it that makes you... It, it, roll, it rolls with it. I love the organ. See you later. Get it funky. Uh. Make some pasta sauce. Stir it <laughs> and put it in the bowl. Gonna mince it. Mince it real good. Gonna put it in a pot and boil till it goes over. And then you'll know it got pepper and oregano sauce. Yeah. Gonna make it feel hot now, uh, y'all. Uh. Gonna put it in your pasta noodles. Go, Gonna go, get the go, chewing head. That. <laughs> That's the darn. We got we got that topic. <laughs> Great topic. We're like, oh my god, it's dinner time. Um, all right, so this was uh, theme number seven from Bill's Tomato Game for the Sega Genesis, composed by Hot Matt Furness. <laughs> all the coals. It's so good. I, I love this tune. That, that, it's one of my favorite episodes because um, we get to hang out with Cameron and we get to listen to some of the, the best music. Like mm-hmm. Some of our best music was on that episode, I think. I think so, too. Like, the thing about it was like, it was one of those episodes where, and that's kind of what I like about when we do the show, is that we generally take topics that don't generally conform to basic genres. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying, you know, action game. No, there's nothing wrong with it. We do that too. Right, but right, we right, don't right. typically go action games, platform specific to, um, uh, to to game genres. Genres. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even music genres. Like, yeah, like sounds. But when we do like weird stuff like, you know, this was Stank Face. He taught us what the heck Stank Face jams were. Oh, I knew. Oh, you knew. Oh, I knew. Oh, I did not. I was like, what the heck is a stank face it's a, jam? It's a jam so stanky. <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, wait a minute, that's what this is? And I was like, time for me to look at music from a whole nother light in a whole other <laughs> direction. And I came up with my own stank face jams. But again, it's something that I didn't know about it until we had the topic for it. And then I had to dive in with that mindset. Mm-hmm. And fantastic tunes were selected by all of us. And it was we all learned a valuable lesson that day. <laughs> we did. He, um, uh, yeah, and we are still paying for it. Honestly, <laughs> this, this this studio still smells like this jam. That's right, to- uh, rotten tomatoes. I have Ooh. no claim, no complaint. This 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 track has got the drums, it's got the bass, it's got the funky organ, it's got these crazy synthesizer stabs. That boo the boo doo. It's just everything about this track is so radical, dude. Radical. It is. It is amazing. What would you um, call it? Gnarly. Um, so other things that happened this year, Pernell. All right, so we've had uh, friends of the show, uh, Bedra mm-hmm. from VGM, the Very Good Music Podcast. He came on our show as a guest, mm-hmm. and he released episodes, two episodes just recently in the past uh, two weeks, Okay, a week apart. Each of them are almost two and a half to three hours long, and it is just he interviews fans of other shows and asks them what are what's so good about them, how they discovered uh, video game music and video game music podcasts. And it was really, really nice. So it's, I want to give a shout-out to him for putting that together. It's an eye-opening thought, honestly, because when we do these shows, I think of it from the perspective of it's just fun to do. I like hanging out. Mm. And we put something together that we hope people enjoy and appreciate. But And while I'm 100% thankful, because if we do get a little bit more info on this, because we occasionally get people that will write in and say, hey, thanks for you know doing the show mm-hmm. and... For what it's worth, whoever, if you've written a letter and you're hearing this, it is 110% appreciated. But you have no idea. Yeah. You don't, you, not even like Patreon aside, if you just say like just the nice words that we receive is really awesome. But with that said, there is something to be said about people that 
that are just like they're saying it audibly. They're actually being spoken to, and it's like, hey, this is how I feel. It's like the, you can hear the thought, you can hear the emotion and the passion in your words. It's a nice thought, and it does go to show that these VGM podcasts. It's not. They are hobbies, but it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't stop at a hobby. It actually does resonate with people in a way mm-hmm. that hits them emotionally. Right. It's a good thing. Yeah, and the music to us, it's emotional, right? Oh, for me, hundred percent, definitely is. Um, and like, I just like doing it. You know, there's so many podcasts where there's like comedians doing improv, and it's just like, come on. But we don't. We we break it up with music. Every <laughs> <laughs> once in a while, yeah. I'm about to say like, uh, I'm glad you did that because I was like, wait a minute. I I hey, we admittedly get stupid goofy <laughs> on here. I, there's no denying that trick. Yeah, but we put music in between. <laughs> um, also, uh, another big uh, shout out is to um, our listener friend and another podcaster, uh, the Last Recon. And so he released, he started a new show called the VGM Fight Club, mm-hmm. um, in which, for the record, I still contest that result. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm all cards on the table. Pernell, if you didn't vote for yourself, that's why you lost. <laughs> that is true. I didn't vote for myself. So, um, and he, what we do is he had he asks uh, friends and other podcast guests to come on his show. We don't even record it. We just give him tracks, and then he he plays the music. He talks a little bit about the the guests, and he plays the music, and then on his Discord, he has people vote on their favorite tracks, and then it's like a title match. The 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 champion has to go on to the next episode. And I gotta say. The, what he did there, I personally feel is amazing because it's cool. Like he brought the idea and he was like talking. He was like, "What do you think of this concept?" And my first thought was like, "It's dangerous, man!" Like because that <laughs> it's I dangerous. mean, well, I say it because I was I was concerned. I was like, "You'll do these episodes and you'll look to listeners to vote." Yeah, but if no one votes, no. it's going to hurt the show. But so, the thing yeah. is, like he was like, "You know what?" I'm going to do it because this is what I want to do. Mm. I believe in the idea. And he ran with it. I'm so and the thing about it, it is like, it's it's great. And it's working. It's working. So check that out. Um, a lot of the newer podcasts, uh, his stuff is on Anchor FM. Anchor.fm. And this is the VGM Fight Club. <gasps> if you just search VGM through Apple Podcasts, through, um, and now Amazon Podcasts, I think we're on there too now. Um, just search VGM and there's, there's a ton of great shows to check out. Um, so yeah, we had a show where it was me against Purnell. We picked music that we from games that the other person likes, mm-hmm. and I came out just a little bit on top. Yeah, just a little okay. bit. We're not going to mention the number. And the last episode was a triple threat match between me, Alex the Messenger, and Bedrock. How'd it go? Well, I was in the lead until uh, okay. I, this is this is this is just like this is just drama now. I, and if I were the last weekend, I would be um, yelling and shouting like I was on a on a professional wrestling show. But I'm oh not. yeah. And I'm not salty about this. It's just it's just a game. Oh, you weren't putting the passion in. It's just a game. You weren't I'm putting the salty. passion in. No, 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 no. I was on top, right? I was on top. I, I and, and honestly, I picked music that I personally like. I didn't uh-huh. care about anybody else. And I was surprised, honestly, that they were doing really well. Uh-huh. And then suddenly, eight people that no one knows joined the Discord, and they all voted for Alex. Bam! Boom. Done. Cut out of that ranking. Well, Alex knows people. He put the word out. He's like, yo, I'm in a contest. Exactly. exactly. There's no no beef with Alex. I love you, Alex. I love you, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted that win. You wanted to win. (laughs) I'm not going to like hearing that, though, because... I, I get that you like you approached it was like I just want to pick music I like yeah but the, but the but the spirit of competition got there. you yeah it was there 
All right, let's, uh, let's move on because I'm um, in another couple tracks. We're going to have uh, a quiz from Chris Murray. I'm just loving the spirit of competition. But it actually kind of resonates well with the track I'm the about to pick. The spirit of Christmas past, the spirit of Christmas, Christmas competition. competition. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this both resonates both with the concept of competition, cooperation, and also, like, with something you mentioned just now earlier about the whole, like, spirit of the community and, like, you know, just friendliness. So, this track comes from La Mulana 2, and it is called Fallen Tower, and it's composed by Takumi Naramura. You're listening to Fallen Tower in the game La Mulana 2, composed by Takumi Naramura. And was it was this track was actually featured on episode 22-8 La Mulana with Carlos, aka Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast. Now That well, was three worlds ago for now. Many worlds. Yeah, we're in 25. That was in 22. Gotta um, love it. This is this is a great track. It's got so much energy. Yes. When for a lot, is this a is this a, a boss battle? No, nah, this is a stage. Oh. The level is called Ancient Chaos, and uh, there's a lot that goes in my selection of this track. Like mm-hmm. one, Lava Lana Two is one of my favorite games I played this year. It's one of the only games I completed this year, <laughs> um, but it goes a little bit beyond that. So when this game came out on consoles, because it was on PC for like like since 2018 or so, but my PC was terrible at the time, wouldn't run it. Um, when it came out on consoles, we were just getting into the whole COVID situation. Mm. Lockdowns were, you know, in full steam or full swing. And uh, quite frankly, it was taking quite a toll on me. Like, I was very, I was not very happy with it at all. Like, I was always at home. I didn't have anyone around. I got, I had, a lot of cabin fever was kicking in for me. Yeah, yeah. And plus, not just that, but I was having, like, general unpleasant memories you know, welling up too because it was like almost the perfect storm for me. It yeah. just sucked across the board. Yeah, like right at the end of February, right into March, and then like just this. It was, yes, yeah. it was terrible. Mm-hmm. So out of nowhere, I don't even know why he thought to do it, but uh, Carlos was like, he and I have always had like a kinship for like enjoying La Mulana game. Mm-hmm. But when he learned that I was getting La Mulana 2, and at the time I personally was expecting it to be another case of I get the game, I put it on the shelf, 
and I admired in its box. You know, I was genuinely expecting that to happen, despite my love of the franchise. But he was like, we should co-op it. We should do it. We should play it together. And I was like, that's a, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. And it is probably one of the best game experiences I've ever had in my entire uh, life. So we have we have a, a, a texting thread, a text thread of you, uh, Carlos, uh, Cameron uh, Worma, mm-hmm. and myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm, I stopped playing. <laughs> I got frustrated, but you, 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 and everyone was really nice about it. They're like, "Look, it's hard. It's a, it's a very difficult game." <laughs> but it's but it's been going on since then. So I remember it was um, at the end of March. And we were all going a little crazy, but there was like a there was like a heat wave or something. It was really nice outside all of a sudden. And you came out with us. You met up with us at the uh, Bellevue Park down the road uh-huh. with our friend Kim just to go out for a walk uh-huh. and, along with like half the city because everyone needed to get outside. And so we were walking around and you would not stop talking about La Mulana, the puzzles and how like weirdly the like how you had to solve the puzzles and how difficult they were. Yes. And I was so interested. And Christy looked at me and said, you have to play this game. Like, mm-hmm. this sounds so cool. We should play it together. Um, and not her style of game. And I can only get so far. But wow. Like, you convinced me to play this game. It is, And I, yeah. I still will spend forever and a day trying to convince people to do it. Because when you get past the difficulty mm-hmm. of it and you accept that it's difficult and that you'll have to put a little bit more oomph into it than the average game. Mm-hmm. That's when the breakthroughs happen. Like, Carlos and I would be texting back and forth, like, (laughs) almost pushing each other to solve the next puzzle. And if I get to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm kind of tired. I got to do other stuff. Carlos will go, I got to this new location. I found this place. I'm like, how the heck did he find it? And I didn't. You know what? Screw this. I throw everything. I'll get off from work, throw everything in the corner, and I'm on La Mulana trying to figure out what he did and then surpass it it's really it's really great going into the thread and seeing someone come with a, come out with a breakthrough especially like Cameron because like he'll get stuck for a while and it sounds like he's almost like stu- he's done playing like I was at the very beginning and then all of a sudden it's like boom he hits something he finds something he's like I know I need this I know this means something and mm-hmm. just, it's amazing and that was the best thing when it came yeah. to, to the Cameron mm-hmm. is that uh, and it was at first, I didn't understand it at first because like Cameron's gameplay style differs wildly from mine like Cameron it's not that he doesn't like. Cause at the time, let me rephrase this. When he when I first started talking to him about games, I thought that he was the type that was like, I want my games to be like non-challenging. Mm-hmm. I just want to get in, get the experience, and get out. But it's not that at all with him. In fact, it's more like he just wants the challenge to be something that he can actually and he can he can conceptualize it. He yes. can see that there's a way at the end that he can reach. As long as he can see it, he will literally beat his head into the wall until it actually <laughs> breaks through to see the light. And there was moments where he'd get stuck on something, and I'm like, oh, man, well, I'll just try, because he would sound so frustrated. I'm like, well, well, let me get it. He's like, no, don't give me anything. I need to do it. And he would kick back, and he would just, like, run in that circle, yeah. dig the ditch until he resolves it. And then he's so proud when he does it. And I was like, well, I'm just taking, proud that he kept at it. He was taking notes, like crazy notes, like taking pictures of every room, and he was, like, writing everything down. And I was I was getting close to that level of madness, and I, I was too much. <laughs> Honestly, the game kind of—I don't have the memory—pushes you from. It almost de-incentivizes you from doing it because yeah. what ends up happening? There's two. There's two schools of thought. There's the school of thought that uh, only takes note of the things that they feel are important, and then of course when they become relevant, they're like, "Yes, I got it," and they reference it and mm-hmm. they use it. But then you miss something that you thought wasn't important, but it actually was. And then when you need, it, you're like, "Crap, how do I go back and get it?" The alternative 
is what Cameron did. Because the thing I describes what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I get stumped. And then the fortunate thing was like, um, Carlos would have the thing. He's like, oh, I figured it out. And we would compare notes and go, you were missing this. And I was missing that. Let's solve this stupid puzzle. Um, and I'll mention the, my favorite puzzle in a second. But what Carlos would start, what Cameron would do is he would note every single clue. Mm-hmm. So rather than have 20 specific clues in mind, he'd have 100. So when it comes time to reference your clues to put together a solution to a puzzle, you're almost overwhelmed with your options of what to yeah. review. And then it's even worse if you're not only overwhelmed, but you still miss the one thing that was required to resolve the puzzle. Yes, because uh, I ran into this where I thought I had every clue from a certain spot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I got that written down. There's no problem. But no, there was something else I missed, and I wasn't going back to it because I assumed that I already had it. <laughs> uh, but then, like, the best puzzle yeah, overall, your- the favorite experience was, like, there was this one thing where the game actually, we were trying to find something called, like, the Cog of Life or something like that. And the game was very obtuse about how to get it, but all we knew was that it was being referenced in multiple places and that we were completely landlocked until we figured out where the heck this thing was. So, the person who figured it out was Carlos. And when he figured it out, the breakthrough at that point in the game was so shocking because it was a thing he saw on a wall while running around a dungeon. Mm -hmm. And the thing was the picture of a dragon fighting down on another dragon's neck. And he was able to take two map images and say... That map looks like a dragon with his neck extended, and this map looks like a dragon with his head hung over. Wait a minute, he or he transposed them over top of each other and was like, that dragon is biting this dragon's neck, which means if I go to this spot on that map, I should be able to go into this other spot on the other map because it's the equivalent of going into the dragon's mouth and dropping into the other dragon. Mm. And he was right. <laughs> and he texted me, he's like, oh my god, I figured it out. I was like, holy crap, that's a breakthrough. And we spent the entire weekend trying to figure that out. That's awesome. It, it was. It brings people together. Yes, and that's why, like, Into I that tr- mouth of the dragon. <laughs> it is why, and I know it doesn't particularly work out as much as I would like, and I'm not. I'm guilty of it too because I play too much stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's why I always try to foster some sort of like social collaboration with games. Like, it's not just about getting a game and playing through it and then going on to a forum saying I'm done yeah. and then moving on. There's there's something in the idea of. Speaking of a game, as you play it to other people and sharing your experience with it, even yes. if your experience is this game sucks, like it's still an experience worth sharing with your friends. And it adds an extra element to the experience. It's equivalent to 90s water cooler shows. Yeah. Where everyone will watch the show. It would be over. And then that Monday at work, everyone's sitting around the cooler going, did you see what happened to such and such? I thought it was great. And the other guy's like, I don't That's know, right. man. Right. I, was well, I was overdone. La Mulana was your Game of Thrones. Yes. That's what it was. Or uh, Walking Dead. Exactly. <laughs> and it was fan freaking tastic. Yeah. And I, I have not had an experience like that since. And I I still think it's like this is this was a fantastic time. I wish I could think of another game that I could do that with, but if someone has an idea, I'm all for it. Because that's how much I enjoyed that one. Alright, so that was La Mulana. <laughs> <laughs> We are moving on to, this is my number four. Number four. Number four. (laughs) From episode 24-1, this was Pump Up the Jams. This is where we were listening to music that got got us pumped up. Yes. So we were, I was tired of being depressed and tired. I needed music to get me pumped up. And I picked this track actually for you. Ooh. Um, Yeah, because I knew, I I learned about this track through you. 
essentially. Cool. And then I play it a lot on DDR, and I really love the song. This is from Ease 8, the Lacrimosa of... Is it the coastline? Um, no, that wasn't this year. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, I know. Lacrimosa of Dana. Dana? Okay. Dana? Lacrimosa of Dana. Lacrim- I say Dana. This is not, a, I don't care. Ease 8, the Lacrimosa of Dana Carvey. <laughs> um, this is Night Survivor. Oh, yes. Yes. From Mitsuo Suahiro, credited as Mitsuo Singa. And this track is blazing. Is this the one where you was like, it's you, but it's not exactly? It's me, but not exactly? You were saying you picked these tracks and you said one of them. No, no, it's my first. It's my number one. Oh, okay. And you'll, you'll hear about that one. <laughs> but no, yeah, but I picked this one because I know you liked it too. But this is Night Survivor from Ease 8 by Mitsuo Singha. Yes. Yes, Night Survivor comes in for now at my number four. I love how you have yours in a very particular order, I and did. I'm just like, here's good music. This is, <laughs> if this is my number four, can you believe what number three is going to be? It's going to be Night, Night, Night Killer. Night, you survive the night. It's going to be Morning Survivor. <laughs> morning Survivor. <laughs> that was me after Thanksgiving. Oh, after mercy. eating way too much, that was the Morning Survivor. Thanksgiving is a freak. Mm-hmm. I will say that, like I. I don't know what's happening to me. Like, I could barely eat anything these days. Like, well, I can if it's salty, <laughs> you know, the usual stuff that people eat. They just infinite dining. But if it's food that can actually mm-hmm. fill you up, I fall apart quickly now. I remember the days I could eat like 17 slices of pizza. We used to work together at TransUnion and we would order like this, the meat lovers. This is before I was vegetarian. There's giant meat lovers pizzas yeah. from uh, Cafe Riviera. That's right. At the mall. And we would just split those things. That's right. Ugh. Nowadays, I can't do that. I'll admit, I can still probably come close, not to eating the whole one, but like a half maybe. Mm. Like I'll order a pizza and I'll eat like a quarter of it, and then like maybe thirty minutes later, maybe another quarter of it, mm. and I'll put the other half in the fridge for dinner. Whereas back in the day, day mm. that whole pizza was my dinner. Now, last night I had a burrito from uh, um, what's that place? El Diablo. The El Diablo. El Diablo is a cool chain in Wilmington, Delaware, and <laughs> they are so big. 
Those things are enormous, but they're, so, they're they're all fresh ingredients, and it's really it's all handmade. It's really great. Um, I usually can finish off an entire one because I'm like running or playing DDR or something the next day. And no, I couldn't do it. I just split it in half and said, I'm not even going to bother. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm going to have it the next day. I will say some. there are some benefits, mm. though, to the not eating as much anymore. And that is, well, aside from my stomach may be shrinking. Saving some money. And, no, no, no. <laughs> quite the kind. Well, as yes, that is true. Because I would have a lot and then split it. But, like... That means I'm all, unless I'm being on the value conscious side, I'm not as particular on quantity with my money, mm. as long as it's very good. A recent debacle that came up recently was a huge debate on cheesesteaks. So for folks not familiar with this region, Philadelphia is what people like to consider as the home of cheesesteaks. And I don't doubt that to some respects because I've been to the Midwest. They call them steak sandwiches, and they're abominations. Okay, <laughs> they're not cheesesteaks. Um, they also call uh, that, that. They also call what they call pizza in Chicago. That ain't pizza. It's a pie. That's a pie. It's a delicious pie, that's but it's a pie. That's a, that's a pie. And not, <laughs> you want to get slices of pizza. Layers. Yeah, layers of that. You go to you go to New York or you go to Philly. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so, like, someone recently moved here mm-hmm. from the Midwest, mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, I, um, I'm new to the area, and now that I'm here, I want to see what the big deal is with cheesesteaks, but I don't want to have to drive all the way to Philly to get one, because we're like 30 Right, and they, they were like, what, "Like, what's the best cheesesteak in the area?" And it was almost like people were going to start stabbing each other as people were contesting their favorite cheesesteak locations. It was, yeah, it was that violent. It was vicious. <laughs> like people were like, "No, who are you talking about? You have no right to say that your cheesesteak's better than my cheesesteak." I'll show you what's up. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, my favorite cheesesteak is one that no one's naming, and the the size of the cheesesteak is actually fairly small for what you pay. Mm. But I've yet to come across a place that serves cheese that tastes remotely as good as this. And like, I was proudly repping it. I'm like, yep. Well, I learned about it two years ago. Well, let's talk about it on the show. New, proud new sponsor of Rhythm and Pixels. I wish they were a sponsor. <laughs> God, I love free steaks. I wish it like was Giuliani's. Oh, Giuliani's. Mm-hmm. Mayor Giuliani's. Which is conveniently around the corner from the, the from the computer shop that had Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, that was a trolley? It was a trolley. Oh, that's hilarious. So I was like, but it's like such a fantastic little steak shop. We we could talk about more events of the year later on, because that's certainly one of them. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Our little town is in the news a lot more now. International news. International news. Van Johnson news. <laughs> Johnson. Okay, so this is fitting. We're listening to uh, a rockin' track from Ease 8, Falcom Sound Team. Uh-huh. Listener Chris Murray sent us a quiz. This is for Purnell. This is for Trails of Cold Steel. Specifically. Okay, so it's not Ease. It's Trails of Cold Steel. This is Trails. This is called... <clears throat> <clears throat> now let me cover my butt here before we even get started. If it's about trails of cold steel, I haven't beaten the third. I haven't beaten the second, third, or fourth, but I'm <laughs> in the middle of the second one. All right. So he says, "Trails of cold steel characters, real or not? The challenge is to identify which characters are truly from the series or expanded Erebonian lore." <laughs> okay. And I actually know what that means. or not. If in the event they have an obvious nickname or handle. That will be called out. See example. Okay. Reminder that these can be um, that these can be playable NPCs or from the expansive lore of the country. And for and for putting mm. perspective for folks who aren't familiar, the lore in this franchise is absurdly large. Like yes. there aren't. No, I can't think of another RPG series that isn't maybe like Skyrim that is as expansive as this. Actually, I'm going to change the music right now. We're going to listen to uh, Vantage Masters. Oh, good choice. Which was which was my number six. Okay. Because you picked that one. Okay. But for now, you're going to listen to the clicking of my mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Clicky, claggy. Here we go. 
Okay, we've got an example from Chris. Okay. okay. So his example is, I can pull it up, um, Reen Schwarzer, a.k.a. the Ashen Chevalier. Okay. Which is funny, because that goes to show you where I'm at. I, I know of that, but not from in the game. Because <laughs> I haven't gotten that far, but yeah. I know of it. Okay, so he's real. Uh-huh, he's real. Um, so if there's like an AKA or something, he includes it. And he is the main character of the Trails of Cold Steel series. Yes. So you know of him. I knew Rain Schwarzer. Because he's the main character. Schwarzer. So you, you, just, you just didn't know the main character. No, I didn't know of the Ashen Chevalier specifically within the game because uh, I, I know of it but as you know to the back I do know it because I, I did start Trails of Cold Steel 3 so this is going to be a quiz and a whole load of spoilers for Pernell no not really not really I, I'll be fine uh, and I'm sorry I'm, I'm coming down with a bit of a cold here the sniffles the sniffles alright so alright first one number one wallet okay there's uh, there's ten of these and he's going to name is this one name and I got to know if it's real or not yes okay a, a Wallace Bardius wow I already want to say no but I best an NPC Wallace Bardius. I want to say no. Okay, he is real. Is he an NPC? Uh, the commander of the provincial garrison of the High Arms family, originally from the Nord Highlands. Oh my god! This is going to be wild. Wallace there's, Bardius. There's a lot of names. I told you, this is an expansive universe. A part of this is going to be me trying to pronounce these things. Here we go. Uh, Claude Von Regan. That one's real. He is not real. Oh, this is or she is not real. A leader of the Golden Deer House in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh wow! So he chose real names from other games. Apparently, he is. He's slick. I don't know any of these. All right, here we go. Number three. Okay. Stefan Urkel. No. <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> that was a hit. Totally real. <laughs> Tio Plato. Okay, that one's real. Yes, he is real. A very young researcher of the Epstein Foundation. Assigned to the newly formed special support section of the CSPD to perform field tests on the new Enigma model tactical orbment and the orbital staff. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and the orb staff. <laughs> uh, Leo Kristoff. I'm going to say, shoot. I want to say no, but that sounds like it should be. No. Correct. Which game is Leo Kristoff from? Oh, I don't, let's not go nuts we here. We just talked uh, Final Fantasy VI. Oh, that's his last. That was General Leo's last name. One of the three top generals of the empire. The others being Celis and Kefka. I never knew his last name. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice, Chris Murray. Governor General Griselda. That one's real. No, no. wait, no, no. <laughs> Lock it in. I ain't locking in nothing. She's from Ease. Yes, Governor General of the Roman Empire. Right. Who recently got stationed in Salsetta at the beginning of E's Memories of Salsetta. Glad I cut your butt off. You're scared snip it. Like, no, you don't. Adol. Okay, okay, okay. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're not great. Oh, hey, I, 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 that's cool. I know I'm not doing <laughs> great, but you have to say it. All right. Thomas Lysander. He's in the... Lysander. 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 Yeah, he's in it. True. He is in it. Thor's carefree professor of history and literature. The next one is Altina Orion, aka the Black Rabbit. Yes. Yes. I 100% know she's in it. Okay, yeah. Uh, first appears in Trails of Cold Steel 2, but is a member of the new class. And 3. And 8. Uh, new class 8 in Tales of Cold Steel 3. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's so much lore here. I know about Altina. All right. Emperor Domeric. False. Correct. The Emperor of the Dystonian Empire and Medion's father from Scenario 2 of Shining Force 3. Wow, I like this guy. He's bringing in Shining yeah, Force 3 See, stuff. what I would have done was try to come up with silly names. 
but no, that's what makes it work. This is this is really good. I'm Chris because some of the names I'm like I know that name, but is it really from that game? All right, it's gonna get hard now. Angelica Rodner. I'm sorry, Angelica Rodner. Oh, of course, she's from Trails. She's the she's the lesbian biker who's freaking awesome and has like freaking hand to hand martial arts attack. Yeah, here we go. The daughter of Marquis Rodner and Roar in a scion of the four great houses. She loves bikes and cute girls. That's right. There you go. All right, and now Patrick T. High Arms. He's also in Trail. So he gave, he's giving me some easy ones uh, now. Okay, yeah, that was also real. The third son of Marquis High Arms, an arrogant first-year student whom Reen encounters during his time. And over time, they become Thor's. friendly rivals. Oh, that's cool. All right, you did pretty good. I'd say you more than half. I definitely got like 7 out of 10. I'm, I'm grading you on a curve. Nah, I got 7 out of 10. That would have been passing Curving without the curve. Down. <laughs> the, the class is bringing it down. Let's be honest. Uh, in, in his in his stead, though, he could have easily made that way worse for me. He gave me Angelica and Patrick at the end there, and they were like gimmies. Oh. But, but like some of those other ones, were, woof. Well, huge thank you to Chris Murray for that quiz. For some reason, I thought we already did this. And well, he we, sent it to me ages ago, and I thought we did it on the show, but we never did. I think it was appropriate to do it now, though. Yeah, I think so. Because honestly, the quiz concept is something that you started off yeah. on a whim. And it's taken off in a way where I genuinely like when they happen, yeah. which is why we got to get Chris um, Baines on here again, because he, yes. he started doing them like full on. Yes, there's actually a lot of... Um, uh, Chris Baines has a new video that I'm going to promote through our channels as well. Um, but yeah, also I wanted to get this quiz on the show for the end of the year and kind of tie up loose ends so that we can quit and become full-time... Quiz masters? Minecraft streamers. No. <laughs> God, I barely can play the game Minecraft, let alone a full-time streamer of it. These 3D games, come on. All right, uh, we are on to your third pick for now. Okay, this one I think I'm going to, I'm still, I think I'm comfortable with picking this one too, because just like how you picked uh, Night Survivor, because it was in my wheelhouse, and you're like, this is a song that Pernell digs. I had, this was a track that is in your wheelhouse. What? That I picked for... A specific episode of the show. You did come up, but it ended up really enjoying it. Like it became one of my favorite tracks of the year, obviously because it's being played right now. This is from Neo Geo Battle Coliseum. Yes, and this is Antenna, the Antenna State, and it's composed by the SNK Sound Team. Most particularly, Yasu not was it? Oh, I'm scribbly. Yasu Nasa <laughs> Yamada. Yasu Nasa Yamada. Here we go.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Antenna Stage from the game Neo Geo Battle Coliseum. Composed by the SNK Sound Team, most particularly Yasumasa Yamada. This track was selected by me on episode 20-10, SNK Fighters with Ed Wilson. That was our first podcast of the year. Yes, right. With Ed. And in general, even. But we need more episodes with Ed, actually, because he's a lot of fun to hang out with, both in real life and in podcast life. He's a really, really smart guy. Yes, he is. And um, He knows one plus one. (laughs) Well, he knows a lot about game music, and he knows a lot about the the, the technology. Yes, he does. Um, And he... But doing the SNK music with him was like almost eye-opening because I have this this knowledge of games that I'm like, okay, I know SNK music. And yep. he came on with like some amazing tracks. It spells particularly that crazy bonus round track with the party! <laughs> That's my number one pronoun. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I wanted to say, if it was, I'd be like, holy crap. But it, it would, honestly, if it was, yeah. I wouldn't even have been shocked. That, that's in that, that's, that song, the uh, the SNK rap rap group, or whatever it's called, like the, the, the rap treat, the rap troop of the SNK voice actors is um that's up there with me that's up there for me with the uh, the dog song from Silent Hill oh mercy <laughs> <laughs> so we're, like, not, we're not gonna hear that tonight no we are not no we're not but no this, we're not but this is this is a Pernell track because it's it's rocking right and then uh, then suddenly a guitar solo comes in and we both go oh <laughs> <laughs> there's the stuff because that 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 Bart Simpson track at the beginning of the of the of the, of the show, like, but I like got, got a bit of that too. It's almost sad how like I have a very specific sound that you can just like that's a Pernell. But yeah. I'm sorry, I'm I'm good for it. But like with this one, it was an SNK themed episode. Mm-hmm. I am not SNK fighter oriented at all. Like I have some experience with some of them loosely, but never really sat down with one long term. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a fair bit of experimentation and research on the games. And then at one point, I did kind of gravitate towards this specific one because of the girl who fights with Tetris pieces. And that's what I know about this game. Yeah. So I started deep diving into the tracks, and this one stuck. Like, once I heard it, I could not walk away from yeah. it. Like, we I should, was hooked. Yeah, we should say we're listening to the arranged version. The The original version in the in the arcade game it sounds good, but it's, this is clean. This that, is way cleaner. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I want, to be, I want to say this is the one that plays on the home versions. Because, oh yeah, maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's the, it's the home versions. A lot of time, like when they bring out, home, especially now when they bring out home versions, they'll have arranged uh, soundtracks that they'll have like you can swap back and forth, and that's what I like. And we're talking about classic, classic games, obviously. But like this bad yeah. boy here, like it's it resonates with me in such a way that I could play a game. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of music that would make me play a fighter. Like that's why yeah. I got into Guilty Gear, weird characters and music. Mm-hmm. So I got into Rival Schools, weird characters and music. The music and Rival Schools. Oh, we gotta do. We gotta do. We should do a Rival Schools episode. How much? I wonder how that would work. There's only two games, but we could try. Yeah, I mean that's plenty of music. <laughs> that is true. But like, I love that theme song. But it's just like this. I was sold on this one, and to be perfectly frank. It made me think more about the games, which is why I was able to even come onto the episode proper and actually bring my own dialogue. Like, cool a diamond. Yeah, I knew cool a diamond. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I, I love this track. I think it's definitely worthy of my top five for the mm-hmm. year. Um, hands down. And it was a hard choice, too. All right. So this is coming up to my number three track for now. This is not a hard choice for me. Not a hard choice at all. Oh, Number three. Well, la-dee-da, Mr. Number easy three. Choice Oh, man. yeah, I made some easy choices here. No. Honestly, I made it easy. I picked this track. <laughs> this is one of my favorite episodes, and I forget how we came up with the topic for this one. This was 25-2, the video game Blind Dates. Oh, that was one of my favorite that topics. That was so fun. So we just picked characters and music without the other person knowing, 
and then put the characters on a blind date. That's right. And so I picked Morgan's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom, and she went on a blind date with Simon Belmont. Simon Belmont. Vampire killer. <laughs> Which I thought that was that was pretty great. So we're going to listen to Morgan's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom from the arcade. This is composed by Masato Kauda and Yuko Takehara. Really hammers it home. Yes, Morgan's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom. That was for the arcade. Pranav, what do you think of that one? <laughs> <laughs> it's funky. And it's like it's like they're trying to emulate one of those like um, the slidey things people do on the bass, like the brrrr. I didn't even think about that, but I can see that now. Is that when you go with the brrrr? Yeah, the brrrr brrrr part. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what makes this track. Right? There's an episode theme twenty five dash eight. It's gonna be womp womp. Right. <laughs> I like this track a lot, and yeah. it's funny that like this is an example of what I meant earlier when I was saying like it's harder to notice. If they didn't, if you weren't the selector, because honestly, this is a, this does belong on a top list for the year. Yeah. This is this is legit. I mean, we've had some amazing topics this year. We've had, I mean, so this is the, this is the blind dates that was wild, right? But we also had husbandry, animal husbandry with Chell Wong. Yeah, I remember when she brought it on the show. My first thought was, what the heck is animal husbandry? I had to actually look it up. Um, we did um, uh, the, the second episode we did with her was pilots and stuff. Pilots and stuff. No, that one was great. That was great. That was a hundred. The reason why that topic even originally started was because the original idea was going to be not Street Fighter <laughs> specifically right. for you, and then it basically became pilots and stuff because she had one track she wanted on the show. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, just got to choose a topic that fits it. And like, whereas like we usually come up with a very specific thing, she's like, this pilots or something else. I'm like, right, it is pilots and stuff because. Eventually, she tried to scale it back. I was like, no, we're keeping the stuff. We need to keep the stuff because I'm working with the stuff. Yeah, we were all working on the same Google Doc, and I changed it to, like, pilots and, and something else. And she was like, no, no, you got to put down pilots and stuff. It needs to be the stuff. <laughs> I said, okay. Um, we also had uh, one, of, one of my favorites also was Rental Reflections, where we talked about re- uh, renting the games. Yes. And that was really interesting. Like, we both had, like, really, like, like stories that went along with these games straight from when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Obviously when we were younger because you don't rent games 
I just you don't write. Do you write games like you used to? But it's no. At this point, you don't need to. Well, Everything, a, everything's accessible. There's a red box outside of the supermarket. I don't even know how red box works for games anymore because. Mm. Well, as I take it back, I kind of can still see it. Yeah. But for the most part, everyone's like, if you need to quote unquote rent something, people end up on PSN or Xbox Live, and they just end up or yeah, Xbox Live, and they just mm. are given games to play. Yeah. Well, more specifically, Game Pass for Xbox. Still, you're pretty much just like, here's a game. Or 50. Choose one and play it. Yeah, if you sign up for the subscription services, you're generally going to get some stuff, right? But in my mind, I don't even feel like I need to do that because the other element to the whole rental thing that I don't get anymore mm. is that games didn't quite drop in prices fast back then, I don't think. There were still some bargain bin titles, but the big boys took forever to drop back in the day. Meanwhile, in the present day, mm-hmm. you have a swarth of indie games that are dropped, they'll sell for less than 10 bucks sometimes. Yeah. You have. Big releases that are released in October for sixty, and in November they're thirty. It's tough. I feel like for especially for indie developers and indie, you know, um, publishers, like the, the the competition for a low price point, despite the years of work that might have put into a game, has got to be demoralizing. There's a whole. I gotta I gotta look it up so I can find it. But there's like a whole thing about it where they refer to it as like race to the bottom. Yeah, it's like. They, they worked so long on this game, and it's not huge, right? So uh-huh. you expect to spend sixty dollars or seventy dollars for this enormous AAA title from EA, right? Uh huh. But then a team of four people might have put so much work into it that to justify it would be like sixty or seventy dollars. But because it's a it's a smaller title that tells a shorter story with really special two D artwork. They people won't spend more than ten, fifteen dollars, and it's a weird element too. Yeah. Because when I think about it, I or they wait till it goes on sale, which I am most lot. Yeah, and you're, I am. Yeah, I I'm, do I'm, that. you're not. You're not alone. I know a lot of people that do that, and of course, people in general heavily do that. Mm-hmm. It's partly also why there are more than a few times where I will pay the full price, despite knowing that it's going to probably be like a quarter of that in four months. Mm-hmm. It's not just because. You know, I need it now because half the time I don't even play it when I buy it. I just know that it's a game I do want. I know I want it already, and I'd rather give them the money that they deserve while yeah. I can afford it. Yeah, me too. Um, I try to for the indie titles. I want to be able to spend full price mm-hmm. for them. You know, although for me, like I just I, I wait so long to play games. Things are generally on sale by the time I get to them, and I'm like that. I mean, I wait a long time to play them, mm-hmm. but. It's even almost become a hobby at this point where I'll browse the eShops regularly just to look for stuff to release. See, I won't buy it until I'm ready to play it. I uh, stop you're, you're the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a one terabyte card in the Switch and I've got 300 gigs left. Oh, that's wild. Um, okay, so let's move on to your uh, next track. Okay. I think I am comfortable with picking this one now because, again, as we get to the bottom of my stack here, of my, of my allowance... My loud amount is getting harder to commit to stuff. Yes. But I feel like this one belongs on here, not just because it's a good track, but also because it was a track that came from an unlikely source in an unlikely game. And I like when things come out of nowhere. Yeah, this is your and number two. And sound good. This is number two of the whole year. No, it ain't. Whole year, this, this is just my. This is just one of my picks. This killed every other. No, year. it didn't. Like 200 songs. No. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> this game is called Monster Girl Quest, and the track title is Ilya's Final Form, and we don't know who the composer is. Oh, that's I right. Look into, I mean, we tried. We couldn't oh. figure it out, but it's whoever created Monster Girl Quest. I remember this song. Yeah, this was good. Mm-hmm. All right. We should probably listen to it, right? Ow, ow. 
Um, bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the track now. You ready? Ow, ow. <laughs> right. Can't let go. Welcome back. You are listening to Ilya's Final Form from the game Monster Girl Quest. Composed by I Have No Idea. Um, I try to find it every once in a while. We tried to find it when the episode actually happened. I tried to find it one other time throughout the year, and I tried to find it just now. 
closest I got was I searched for Monster Girl Quest through Google without going to any particular sites. They gave me Hayato Matsuo, but I, based on the, re- the Wikipedia, I don't think it's the same person. Right. So, how, how, how old is this game then? Like, is this, this is a newer title? I think it's actually fairly old. Mm-hmm. I would wager it's fairly old. Um, it's just, it, it, it holds up. Like, people still talk about it. It's a very popular game in yeah. the Wikiverse. So, if you look this track up on YouTube, you'll find the, a playthrough of the final boss that's very special. <laughs> apparently has black bars covering very specific sections of the screen. Oh, yeah. Because it's an Aroga game. Yeah. Hands down. However, doesn't mean it can't have great music. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even great gameplay. I've heard people claim it's got great music. Mm-hmm. Well, we know it's got great music. But great gameplay and a good story. And this actually came from listener Chris Murray on episode 24-3, Listener Wildcards. And even he was like... You know, this is this one came out of nowhere for me. I loved it so much that I thought I had to get it on the show. And once he did, is all she wrote. Yeah, and that's what I love about our Patreon episodes is that we can have listeners write in and find music that we wouldn't normally think of. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like another like a, a, a hook in the water. Exactly. Yeah, another line in the water. So, and honestly, don't be shocked if somewhere down the line is like, you know what? I finally sat down and played this darn game, and it does work. I don't know. We'll see. I, mean, I don't know, man. You play you, you play a lot of like anime girl games. That's right. I've played Omega <laughs> Labyrinth, and uh, what was another game I played? Uh, friggin' I'm not oh, oh 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 yeah, um, freaking uh, that freaking dungeon game with the freaking draws. Um, <laughs> whatever, it's Labyrinth something. But um, I watched uh, Mo- Moiro Crystal. There we go. Moiro Crystal. I watched a uh, a, a, a gameplay uh, playthrough from the Game Grumps. They did um, Pant- Pantsu Hunter or Pantsy Hunter. For, on the on the on the Nintendo Switch. Wait, is that the game where it's like it's like a like a visual novel type game? Yeah, yeah. yeah I played that, but it's also like a like a, a search and find. I had to review that one. And it was an interesting review. <laughs> yes, Pantsu Hunter. It's, as he spelled Pantsu. It's so funny. It's so bad. They did they did, they did everything in all the endings mm-hmm. because it was just so. And the translations were so bad. Yes, it was great. Like the funny thing about it was like for my time with it, like there's like. Like one like playthrough per person, where it's like the closest it could get to like this is kind of wholesome. Yeah, but you kind of have to really work for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is like, who is this guy and why am I controlling him? <laughs> why is he my avatar? I know. So when I started uh, Persona Five, it asks you to put your name in there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not going to put my name in there because I don't want to play a game where the decisions that I make. I know there's a lot of like. Um, and conversation trees and, mm-hmm. and decisions that I can make in a part, of, and I don't want my name to be associated with the character. If I was like, I want him to be a jerk for a while. My problem is, I, I never am that guy. I can't be. Like, well, honestly, I was because I'm assuming that I can get like stat buffs for like being crass or being rude, right? Interesting. I'm hoping because mm-hmm. I want. I You're- want. Why would you get stat bus for being crass? Because I know that some some of the options you can't say unless you have better guts. Um, you probably don't know this because you didn't select these options, but <laughs> some things you can't say unless you have a higher guts stat, uh-huh. which maybe you do through the second playthrough. But I'm like, it's got to do something for you, right? Uh-huh. So I'm going to play the game as a punk kid who, you know, who's under probation and he's being watched by this guy at the coffee shop. Like, he's going to be a punk kid. We are going to treat him as such. So I couldn't, I couldn't name him myself because that's that's not me. So did you name him Pernell? Of course, because oh my, I, every, my avatars are always me. <laughs> Pernell Von Kuhn. No, let's not go nuts here. He's <laughs> Pernell, and if someone calls me Kuhn, if I could actually have a double, I was like, hey, let's, let's just roll that back. I'm so Pernell, I, I actually looked up what the, in the anime what the main character's name was and just named him that. I think it's like Akira. 
Um, so I used to listen to this this podcast called. Um, oh, was no, it? It's Ren. His name is Ren. Ren is Ren. Ren. I forget his last name. Ara Aramashi or something. Uh, it was called Twenty Eight Plays Later. I like that name. And it's this uh, this podcaster I like, um, Chris Straub and Paul Verhoeven, uh, not the director, uh-huh. but an uh, Australian uh, TV presenter and comedian, and they just play games together. And they were talking about how he started up Persona 5, and he was so excited, and he was really into the story. And it starts with a kid being like, um, he's getting pushed around by the police, uh-huh. and he's getting interrogated, and he's drugged, and he's interrogated. And they're like, write your name down on this piece of paper. And so... <laughs> He spent like thirty minutes choosing a name, didn't and he? So he gave him the piece of paper, and he's like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna role play as this as this kid. He's pissed off at the police. And he gets this piece of paper. So he writes "F U" on it, <laughs> like, you know, like, like his name, like blank U as his name. He gives it back to not knowing that that's gonna be his name for the rest of the game. <laughs> nice. He's hey, like, F U. He's like, well, do I start over again? He's like, no, I'm I'm committed now. That's my name. You're, you're locked in. <laughs> I do find it funny now that we've pretty much determined that in RPGs, I always play with my as myself yeah. in the intent that I'm going to be myself. The only exception being is there's like a choice between big male and female avatars. At that point, I give, I have like a, a like a pretty much like a female build I use. Like I have like the same set of like two names I use and I'll name her that and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play as this female character. Mm. But if it's, like, if it's like a character where it's like, it's Pernell. Like, well, it's Pernell because the thing is, my choices are the same. It's just obviously if I got like have like an actual matchmaking situation in the game, it's like, well, Pick a good dude. Who's the coolest dude in the oh, game? I don't know, man. I like to I like to role play in the role playing games. I want I want I want to take on. I don't want to be like. It, it, I can't. Man. I don't. I don't like the. I I, I understand the idea of, of creating your own character in Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. and 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 playing as that character who is yourself. I I love it when someone else just hands me something and it's like you are now a centaur, a female centaur. He was ninety years old. And like, <laughs> it was ninety. Perfect. That's me, and I'll do that. Like I, I would prefer to like try to to play as somebody because you get because you get to you get to explore emotions. And I will say this and, though. And I will say this. I do like doing that. The problem is I need to be put in the right situation yeah. to do it. Like it needs to be like like you. I'm sure you've done a thing where it's like you hung out with. Well, as I, I shouldn't say it because I don't think a lot of people do do this. But uh, that situation where like you're in a group of people. And they actually give you the kind of role you have to play. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's see who does the best version of this. You're a man who's working at a coffee shop. He's disgruntled. He's about to get fired. Go. And you're like, all right, let's go. And you just basically <laughs> play that character, and everyone's competing to see who can do the best job of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I can get into That it. sounds like fun. It's a lot of fun. We should do that tonight. I don't know. <laughs> I want to eat super. I have time for no I don't rope. know. I got to get dinner. I got to bed early. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> I got to bed early. Oh, wait, tomorrow's Sunday. Um, all right, so we're my number two, number two track for now. Okay, is again from twenty two dash one stank face jams. This track two from the same episode. Yeah, because this one blew me away. This was picked by Cameron okay. Bruce Irons. This is Opus thirteen from Dracula X mm-hmm. for the Super Nintendo, um, and this is a uh, Tomoya Tamita. Um, uh, Masanari Iwata, Harumi Ueko, and Masahiko Kimura, also known as the Konami Kukahea Club. Tamoya, Tamiya, <laughs> present day incorporated. This is do, do, do. I, I like the idea of all of the uh, all of the um, uh, Konami like sound team, like the band gets together and they're all like holding hands. <laughs> Everybody playing songs. They do need a theme song. Club. I, what, what what would be the theme song? Like Konami's the Konami's house band theme song. What would it be? We like gambling, playing all games on pachinko machines. 
Yeah, that's probably what it is now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, here's uh, here's uh, Opus 13 from Dracula X for the Super Nintendo. Uh, picked originally by Cameron. This is Opus 13 from Dracula X for the Super Nintendo or your Super Famicom. Did this come out in the States? This, did this get a Western release? I want to say it did, mm. but I don't know. Yeah, it looks like it did. It looks like it did. I'm going to Dracula say yes. X. Dracula X. Oh, yeah, it totally did. It got released. going to give it to you. Oh, hush up. <laughs> no, it got released on the originally. Oh, it got the Dracula X SNES release, though. It got like a weird name and stuff, but then it eventually. Came out on, um, I want to say Dracula X Chronicles 2 on PSP. That's, oh, yeah, and it was on PlayStation as just Dracula Chronicles, I think. What? I think. I don't know. I, don't quote me on that one. I, I just know. know it was definitely on the PSP as Dracula X Chronicles. But this, but this I own is, it. But this is the game that takes place with Richter Belmont prior to Symphony of the Night, right? That is correct. Rondo of Blood was another, was the full title for Rondo the PS on the Turbo Duo. That's what it was called. So, and if you'd like to know more about Symphony of the Night, check out Chris Bain's music. On YouTube, he did a, an entire he did a deep dive on the creation, the 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 the, the, st- the history, the story of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And the best thing about it, though, very good, like very good. it was not just like in depth with information, but it was entertaining to watch too. Like oh, I yeah. I came, I was listening to it and going, you know, I don't feel I'm not trailing off, I'm not losing it, I'm not losing focus. I'm genuinely listening to and hearing what he has to say. Mm. And I'm going to listen to this Ease one he sent out later too, because apparently there was an Ease MMO. Or would have been an easy MMO. He did. He did another uh, history. Yeah. He. Oh yeah. This one. No, this was less history, more like a um, information about a game that mm. didn't come out that was going to come out. Oh wow. And I'm curious about. What he uh, it's it's really really cool. So um, yeah, I really like it. But I love this. Okay, first it's obvious why I like this track, right? The bass, that 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 slidey bass. It's back, and it's so funky. It's <laughs> it's this is a funky monster track, you know. You're imagining Richter Belmont, like the way he walks, like with this with a giant, like exaggerated <laughs> shoulder. I motions. do like that step, though. It's like he's dancing to this track. Like if you hear like a funky track on the dance floor when we're allowed to dance again, 
We well, can we, dance right now. Well, when we're allowed to dance on the dance floor with other people. There it is. There you go. You got to do the Richter. <laughs> do the Richter. Do, woogie, do, woogie, woogie. I mean, we call it do the Belmont. Do the Rickets. <laughs> but do the Belmont. <laughs> There's a Simpsons like, reference. I've had it up to here with these darn Rickets. And just come out there and just swing your shoulders all the way out. I'm doing it now. Fun fact, by the way, that episode is when I learned about what Rick, that Rickets were even a thing. Oh, really? <laughs> what the heck are Rickets? I had to look it up. Like, whoa. Anyway, yeah, I think you should do that. We should all do the Belmont. So let's go back and listen to this track and do the Belmont. <laughs> Just stiff motion. Yeah, yeah, real stiff. You got to do it real fast, too. There's only three frames of animation. Uh, uh, like light speed, uh. light speed Belmonting. Yeah, what's funny is that, like, you think about like, the animation of the NES games and the Super Nintendo games, like the, the walking animation, it wasn't super smooth. There's only so many frames. But then you get to Symphony of the Night, and it is amazing. That is amazing artwork. Honestly, Symphony of the Night, what? Actually, yeah, you're right. That was, the, that was the first time that person's artwork was used, like, I think, for the mainline game. Mm-hmm. I uh, want to say it was. Yeah, I forget the, the artist's name. His name in that awesome video. Hey, Chris said it. But yeah, at a time when everyone was doing 3D games and 3D was like the future, that was a 2D title with like a few 3D elements in it. it the like, thing incredible. I remember most about it, I'm not spoiling his content because he didn't bring this up on the video itself, mm-hmm. is that I remember when Symphony of the Night came out. Mm-hmm. And I was at, still in college at the time. No, I wasn't even in college. I was in high school. And uh, I went to the store just to see what games were you know, around and whatnot. And there was just random Castlevania title on the shelf. I don't recall reading about it as, in a, pre, as a preview in any game magazines. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm wagering it had them. But I don't recall seeing anything saying, coming soon, new Castlevania game. It was just, here's this random Castlevania game on the shelf. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, that's weird. And it's on the PlayStation. First Castlevania game on the PlayStation. I bought it solely because it was a That's Castlevania right. game. I knew nothing at all about it. I had you already, right? Yes. Yeah. And but the thing is, like, when you bought it and you took it home and you put it in, you were like, "Wait a minute, where's the Belmont?" Like, because you, you start out playing as Richter, mm-hmm. but then it switches to Alucard. Like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Well, and did, it just took did, you for a ride. Did you know about X, no Rondo of Blood? Yeah, exactly. no, no, no. I knew about Rondo of Blood because I used to get Turbo Zone Direct, yeah, and it was you could import it from there. So myself and a lot of people were like, "What happened here? What's going on?" And, and someone was like. That's the last boss. <laughs> They're showing you in advance. Zookeeper, zookeeper, those Belmonts are killing each other. <laughs> They're what? <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our, our last our last track of, of, the, of the podcast year. This is it. This is number one. This was a hard one for me. This like I, one. For, for you, it's because you, you can only pick five. Exactly. It's literally it. Like I have, like, you see, one, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 tracks, and I'm going to name them all off on the episodes at the end. Right. That's my honorable mentions, but holy cow, this was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go with, well, I'll bring it up at the end, but I'm going to go with this one because I think deep down it deserves recognition. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's specifically because I was actually in a conversation with folks recently. I'm at a JRPG beat posting group, and... Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to curse. <laughs> I, and, appreciate, um, I appreciate that. Bro. And uh, someone brought up a topic where he said, uh, he said, the <laughs> Idea Factory can't make good games. Mm. Like they said, they can't. And oh, this had to be in there. A part of me yeah. wanted to say they really can't. But in reality, it's not that they can't make good games. They have, they're just bad with assets. They make these terrible assets sometimes. But a game, a good game is a good game. Even if it has crap assets or something. And they do put good music in their games, and I do like their 2D sprites when they are functional, mm-hmm. and they're like you know they're like their story narrative images. But anyway, without rambling too much, 
this was a game that Idea Factory did. It was also one of the only games I finished this year. Which, again, is a rarity for me. I, I knew this. I was, like, waiting for this game to show up. You better believe... Yeah. Wessie, well, what game is it? Death End Request. Crap, you didn't. Good call. Uh, I don't know if it's one or two. It's the second one. Yeah. Um, Death End Request 2. Rend the flesh and sunder the bones. Rend the flesh and sunder the bones. <laughs> it's like something you hear people yelling like in tandem at a like 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 the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, thing, like, the I, bells ringing. Rend the flesh, sunder the bones. No, I'm imagining like a like a hoedown. It's like rend the flesh and rend the flesh and sunder the bones. That's <laughs> a partner like, in dosi do. We're playing the jugs. Yeah, there's... composed by Yuki Sugiura. Sorry, I went off on a little fifth. No, it was a great tangent. This is right the flash. It's time to pose. Welcome back. You're listening to Rend the Flesh and Sunder the Bone from the game Death End Request 2 for the PlayStation 4, composed by Yuki Sugiura. And it's funny because I kind of cut, like Rob and I were talking about the show, and I got a text out of nowhere to pre-order Clockwork Aquaria. It's down to 2%. <laughs> I was like, if you want it, you better give it. Crap! And I stopped everything. It's like, gotta finish so this this track is incredible. This is an incredible, and this this is just. And I think I was I was surprised last time. This is just battle music. This isn't like boss music. This is the base battle theme for the first half of the game. They this, change it later, and it's like the second battle theme is still good, but it doesn't even remotely compare to this one. This is intense. This is so so good. This was oh, before I forget. This was featured on episode twenty four dash five. Silly names. That's and right. And the track title. Yeah. This is not the official name of the track, and honestly, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> this track title was actually translated for us by friend and patron Brian Pitt, because he's very well... He's uh, he's not Japanese, mm -hmm. but he's done a, he studied Japanese for a long time, so he's gotten pretty good at like reading it. Yeah. So I was like, I want this track, and he's like, oh, that's what it's called. I was like, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to use that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, so that episode, I remember I picked a bunch of names that weren't like... 
that weren't like legit. <laughs> like Duff McWhalen. Yeah, but Duff McWhalen was the that's to this day, I don't care. He that is his name. The, yeah. The heck with title whale. He is Duff McWhalen. He is Duff McWhalen. I we are we are Duff McWhalen. <laughs> that, that's a that's a t-shirt. Cripes, there you go. There you go. Which of you is Duff McWhalen? I am Duff McWhalen. No, it's gotta be like one of those cool, like um like like heavy metal. Like t-shirts with a bunch of like demons and stuff on it. It's like Duff McWhalen. <laughs> I was thinking about more like the resistance movement sort of thing, where like mm-hmm. you know when the when the bad guy's trying to find you know who the who the agent is. Like we're trying to find which of you is the agent, and then all the people are protecting. They're like, I'm Duff McWhalen. <laughs> I'm Duff McWhalen. And it's like wait, you can't all be Duff McWhalen. Well, I'm seeing double for Duff McWhalen. <laughs> yes. Um, no, that reminds me. So I played. Uh, among us with uh, my brother-in-law and his family. So it was my brother-in-law, his wife, and their three sons. All, all, my three sons? Their, th- their three sons in Seattle. And uh, the oldest one, uh, uh, Roshan, set it up. And we all played uh, remotely over here. Oh, uh-huh. and then um, also um, their... Their mom. His brother-in-law, Raj. Oh. So and Raj is great. And he's, he's in D.C. though. And so we all played together online. And that was fun. Like... It was like like a new is like how do you play games? I don't know. And she's like stabbing people. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to do it. Fun it fact, so by good. the way, so good. I will never fall for that again because I've seen it used too many times it and it's effective. When you're like, and it's not even like they're really like they're they're basically using their strengths to their advantage or their weakness to their advantage because these are usually people who don't play games, whether it be video or board, and they're just kind of roped into like these social deduction games, and they know they have to hide who they are, but. That they play it straight, they may mess up because they're still not used to how the game works. So they, yeah. they, they lay it on thick about the, I don't know the rules. How does this work? Sometimes they'll flat out tell you they're the spy or that they're the traitor. But since they're asking for help, yeah. they play it off like they're just asking, what if I was the traitor? How would that work? Yeah, or they start the game with like, um, what does it mean that I'm the traitor? <laughs> yes. you're like, no, you're not supposed to be. Oh, right, that's not me. Okay, I understand. And they like, just ride it. And it's like all yeah. of a sudden they're just playing it very meticulously and, and smart. And everyone just like brushes time. them off. Like, what do you know what they're doing? Whole, and the whole time they're playing you. The whole time. Um, yeah, she's she's pretty great. I, I love my family out there. And she did so that, much. right? She did that once, yeah. And um, and then my brother, uh, uh, Paul, he, brother-in-law, Paul, he uh, he really, he hit the last round. He really took, he, he stabbed me at the very, very end and took the game. It was, I was so annoyed. What's fun is when you're killed and you can run around as a ghost and you can watch what's happening. So you're able to contribute to the votes. You can't contribute to the votes, but you can contribute to tasks for the ship to keep it going. Just for, I just realized, but you can't. Folks who don't know, among us, this is going to be because I feel like there's like five people who don't know. Yeah. But for those five people, among us is a very popular light social deduction video game where people are manning a ship and performing like simple tasks so like anybody can really play it right. but the idea is that amongst all the people playing the game someone's actually trying to kill everybody else on the ship and get away with it right and it's it's you can play it online with a bunch of randals but like it's not I love how you said randals because that's what I'm going to start calling them now. they're all randals yeah I don't know John Randall Randall Crandall's and the handles and none of them are Van Johnson randals <laughs> so what's um, up for that one but it's good with people you know because you can set up a, a group chat and you can talk and then when the game starts you turn the group chat off and then if someone gets killed they don't turn the group chat back on. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, no. Uh, Paul died. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, but that's something that's happened this year with, with the pandemic is it's, it's, it's forcing families and friends to, like, kind of come online and try different things. So I feel like Jackbox has, has come back in a big way. 
I started game. playing board game arena, which is something I yeah. vow to never do. And doing virtual board games. So just people not people just trying to get their fix, but people just trying to enjoy social time with other other people. Yeah, because um, like these, this is a way for me to communicate with like my friends in the Midwest and on the West Coast. And heck, even we're gonna start playing with Michael Bridgewater soon. And he's in England. It's like, yeah. hey, because like we were talking, it's like we can all play games together. We all have the internet. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, when when things are, are back, uh, Christy and I are talking about taking a big trip somewhere. And one of the things I would love to do is visit the England. But I want to visit, visit the, the Bridgewater. I want to visit the North. I want to visit the Bridgewaters. The, wa- the the bridge over the water. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I mean, this is we got Newcastle here. I got to go back to Old Castle. Nice. Uh, yeah, but he lives in Newcastle. So I want to go back. I want to visit because um, uh, I've only been to London and I've been to like some other parts around there. I've been to France, um, but oh, not so much underpaint. Uh, Greenwich and um, Bath. I went to Bath. Bath is an amazing town, um, but I really would like to visit up that, see that area. And I would, and I love that we know somebody you can show us around. And I do you think know? it's interesting. Like I feel like this pandemic also really made me double back and think more about it. Like, I never left the country. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do think at some point when this is cleared up, I'm going to make more of an effort yeah. to try. Now that I have more PTO is for sure. Like, just get off my butt, spin a globe, point and go. I have a, I can save a five grand. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, maybe be great if it costs less than that because I ain't rich. I'm so, like, man, point and go. Yeah. I'm going to go there. Find a place, get on Airbnb, and just, like, like don't go to a hotel. Get someone's house <laughs> and just hang out there like you're in a resident. That's, that's the best. That's one thing I do. Say, I did say I do not want to do, which is uh, don't want to go to a resort. Like yeah. I see all my, I see a lot of people I know that they, they they're like, oh, I'm on vacation, I'm on a trip, and it's like they're in Puerto Rico at a resort. They're you in like the, an island, a resort. Now don't get me wrong, whatever people do is what they want to do, and that's what it's all about having fun and relaxing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I'm going to leave, I want to see a place. I don't want to go to a curated place. That's just meant for me to just lounge. I want to go to see where people live and how they live. Yeah, um, one of my one of my favorite trips was to Iceland, and I recommend that to you because uh, mo- like uh, there's a lot of English speaking there. Uh-huh. It's an inexpensive trip um, because it's Iceland. And it's not super far, and it's it's a blast. It's so nice. It's so nice. There's no there's no sun. Uh, it's, I know it's the other way around. The sun's out for a long time, isn't it? Was uh, the other way around? It, it depends on the time of the year. Oh, okay. So in the winter time, there is no sun. But in the summertime, there is no, no night, no darkness, no darkness, and you'll go crazy. But I think you'll enjoy that. I like the crazy part. <laughs> but now, what happened? I didn't sleep for four days. It was the best. Yeah, we didn't sleep for. Can't stop itching. Can't stop itching. Yeah, all right. we were like, why isn't anybody on the street? We're walking around, we're, like, we're trying to find this club, and all of a sudden, um, you know, we like realized that it's like four in the morning. You know, <laughs> <Sun's> <laughs> on a Tuesday. All right. So my number one track. This is absolutely. Um, oh shoot. What happened? Okay, here we go. Sorry, I have hotkeys set up for um, audio, and I, sometimes I, I overwrite. That was my final track. track. It feels weird to see. That was my final track. So this is it. This is my number one, my final track of the year. And this is why this is your pick, but not really. This is on the Electric Boogaloo Appreciation Day episode okay. 23-7, but you picked this one. Okay. It's from Sega Marine Fishing. This is the offing. Okay, this is definitely a me, but why Why would it be me, but not really? Because it was Electric Boogaloo. Oh, oh that's right, because it's one of the submissions. Oh, because he submits the tracks. Right, because it's like, well, this is one of the best ones he submitted. Because of all of, if you find a VGM podcast out there that you listen to, you like, and you find us maybe, or maybe some other one, in the background, this guy is out there, and he is finding some amazing, amazing music, and he's figuring out some of these compos- the composer information that's not readily available. He is... 
a wealth of information. Yes, he is. Um, uh, just uh, amazing stuff. And he knows his Spyro and Crash. <laughs> yeah, and he knows what we like too. And with this track, he knew, he knew what I like. So this is Sega Marine Fishing, The Offing, for the Sega Dreamcast, composed by Makoto Aita. <laughs> This is the offing from Sega Marine Fishing for the Sega Dreamcast. That poor fish. Pernell. <laughs> Love it. This is composed by Makoto Iita. And I just realized that <laughs> three of my tracks, maybe four of my tracks, like it's got the slidey bass. <laughs> the <laughs> So it sounds like you maybe you have a style too. There's yeah, it's got me. Like if, if you wanna like tickle my my bass face bone, my, my, my musical funny bone. That's what you got to do. Get a good bass line. Get that bass player. It's the bass player. It gets player. the job done. There's a kids in the hall sketch where it's about the bass player. That no one's, no one's paying attention to him. He just sits in the back. Bass player just keeps on playing. And I think it gets a little wild where it's like, guy comes in the, in the, in the, in the club and you start stabbing everybody. But he's and still he runs playing. out with the money. Bass player still going. <laughs> bass player just rides. Oh, it's so good. So it's got the bass that I love. It's got the cool, super cool, like, Sega, like, sound. Mm-hmm. So it's like a 90s, like, Sega sound. And it's got the drum and bass hits, which your last track was the same speed. Super fast. Right. Love this stuff. I love this stuff. Um, I don't like fishing. Really? <laughs> fishing, I will say, is... I'm weird when it comes to fishing in that... Um, I don't like a lot of the annoyances that can come with mm. fishing as like your line getting stuck on rocks and all that garbage. But if you get a perfect fishing setup going, it's extremely relaxing. Yeah, I like, I love canoeing. Um, Whereas I'm traumatized yeah. by canoeing. Yeah, I want, I want to, uh, yeah. well, I'm sorry about that. Was that me or was that somebody else? <laughs> that was, yeah, that was okay. you. Uh, I remember we, we did go canoeing. Like down the Brandywine, but that's maybe like, that was with you. But that's like ankle deep. No, no. And then we went to it was. No, that was school. It was in Virginia with Mike. Yeah, but yeah. that one was different. That at that point I was already well freaked out, but I just dealt with it because I didn't want to be the odd duck. Oh man! But it was back in the day where um, I went canoeing, but I also didn't know how to swim, mm-hmm. and it was on the Brandywine. 
So yeah, it wasn't particularly deep, deep, but at the same time, some areas were were, were shallow, and I couldn't swim. Yeah, I think it's like the Brandywine's only like forty percent river and like sixty percent creek. <laughs> <laughs> but the river, the river segments are like. Yeah. There were times when the canoe would flip over, and I was stuck underneath the canoe, oh, but I no. also was like sinking because I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> But like, yeah, I, I can't swim. And it as a result, that coupled with that bad experience of like constantly mm-hmm. tipping the canoe and not being able to swim, it screwed with me. But with that said, I still will attempt to brave. Like I tried to go whitewater rafting with people once because I didn't want to look make the girl I didn't want the girls to look at me like I was a goofball. Like, this coward. He won't even whitewater raft. But like I can't swim, but I'm gonna oh. try. And I was thankful that the trip got canceled. Oh my gosh. Like Th- right at the bus at the bus stop. That something similar, not something similar, but I remember um, you had arranged skydiving, and that yep. got canceled. Yeah, and then someone there died. Was an accident. <laughs> yeah, someone died in my place. Oh my god! It's uh, that's still one of my stories that I ride with. <laughs> like, that was that was a quite a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're alive! What are you talking uh, about? <laughs> so this is uh, those, those are our last tracks uh, of of our of our podcast anniversary episode. Um, usually we'd have a bonus round of arrangements, but we don't. So just pick tracks. We just don't. So I'm going to fade this out, and we're going to have one final track, and then we're going to give our final thoughts of the year, and then we're gone forever. No, I'm kidding. We'll be, we'll be back next week. I have no fears. We've got podcasts for years. Marge becomes a robot. slide guitar (laughs) anyway thanks everyone for listening to our show this has been our countdown of our top five favorite songs of the year well rob's countdown my hodgepodge i should say um for the whole year we have played um wait that's not that's too many Uh, can you guess how many tracks per now 128 434 wait a minute why in the heck would i think 120 we played (laughs) We play eight per episode. So 434 tracks we played for the year. And so since the beginning of the show, we have played 2,246 songs, not including bonus rounds. And there's still so many more we've not yeah. played. Um, and it's good that we're not like limiting ourselves to specific systems or something. But no, honestly, should- don't be surprised if we do a couple times here and there because have no fear. We've got podcasts for years. Um, so we, we did have some backups. Right, we had some some honorable mentions. So why, why don't you give a few of these honorable? We're listening to one right now. That's right. This is from Death and Request One. It was called "Happy for the Wrong Reason," and it was featured on episode twenty three two study music. Um, I had oh, one, one bonus round track in my potential list, and that was the Doctor Wiley Stage One remix from Mega Man One from episode twenty five three, The Horror. Who did that one? We remember? didn't know. Oh, we, oh, we couldn't, couldn't figure it find out. it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Multi-Man Melee 1 from Super Smash Bros. Melee featured on 21-9 Smash Bros. with Michelle Wong. Oh, and that kicked off a whole series of like fantasy, like who would we want in Smash Bros.? That's right. Yeah, that was fun. And honestly, I, that's another one I would love to do mm-hmm. again, but that needs to be, again, it, just like before, it needs to be listeners to just submit it, because that's where the fun comes in. Yeah, 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 because we can come up with some dumb stuff, but like our listeners could come up with some really dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> then we had... Uh, Heart Shop from Cyber Stadium Base Wars on 23-5 Rental Reflections. Really good track, really good track. C-Vent Labyrinth from Shantae and the Seven Sirens from episode 24-1 Pump Up the Jams, which fun fact, I I jogged that yesterday. (laughs) Um, 
Crosscode Battle Theme 2. This was a Rob pick, actually. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Also from 24-1 yeah, Public game Jam. I'm just, I just know I'm not going to finish. Well, it's one of those games where they built it to be... So, they wanted it to be so much like an MMO that they overbecame like an MMO. Yeah. Including the extensive length. Over Your Dream from DJ Max Respect. Mm. Featured on 24-2 Wild Card and for life. I would love to do another uh, Rhythm Game episode. I would, too. Yeah. Because... Rhythm games, there's a bevy. We can even do rhythm game focused episodes and still have room to spare. Um, Lava Scarves and Red Hot Blargs from Yoshi's Woolly World. Okay. Which is yeah. on 24-4 oh, yeah. Facing the Elements. That's a fun soundtrack. And then lastly, there's three more. I, <laughs> I had a lot of trouble with this. Radical Battle from Damascus Gear Operation Osaka featured on 24-9 Palace and Stuff with Chell Wong. Trickster from Destiny Connect TikTok Travelers features on 21 25-1 Listener Super Move Special. And lastly, Modern Times from Disgaea 3 featured on 21-2 PlayStation Power Hour. Hmm. I had a lot of honorable mentions. The PlayStation Power Hour was did we have did we have a guest on that one? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. That was a really that was a fun one though. I really enjoyed that. I think I got mixed up with SNK. Um so for my I only have a few so of my of my um songs in reserve mm-hmm. but vantage masters from trails of cold steel 3 that was one of them we heard that earlier um the scion Bar- bazhart's theme from the bouncer yes that was he was looking at that one that was from point. beat-em-up games then and now um that was a cool song yes and then from listener wild cards from the last weekend daryl the legend of daryl from super daryl because that song cracks me up every time it's I really it. good too it's just a guy singing about how awesome Daryl is. <laughs> it just gets weirder and weirder. It reminds me of a, of a Ninja Sex Party song. It's just like, it's about a guy who's who thinks he's super cool, but like it just goes all wrong. How about the game or the song? Oh, uh, the song reminds me of, 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 of the songs that the band does. Ah. So it's just like, it's super silly. Um, yeah, so um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Watch, I end up going home music. and playing Daryl, <laughs> Super <laughs> Daryl Deluxe. Um, and if again, if you have any um, favorite moments or favorite episodes or favorite songs, um, let us know. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to, to showcase them in our Or in, wacky in topics. Yeah, wacky topics. We all. have stories for years, but it would be better if they were yours. So, yeah, coming up and just, just uh, uh, in the next month, just to give you a little teaser, we're going to be doing a Zelda episode with a German composer. It'll um, be cool. So that, that's a little teaser on who that's going to be. Or rather, it'll das cool. And then real soon, should be soon, we'll have an episode with Ed Wilson about the season finale. Oh, series finale. Series finale of Supernatural. I he, love that you remember that because we text, said that back when they, when we did the last Supernatural. We can't do it again until the show's over. I forgot he texted me and I was like, oh crap, I forgot. I haven't watched the last three seasons. Did he text you about doing the episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, we should do it now that it's out. I was like, oh yeah, we should figure that out. I'm glad I'm not as behind as you. I'm uh, eight episodes behind. And then, um, um, and then also with Hammock from KVGM, The Last Wave, um, we're talking about doing a buddy cop episode because we've already done a, a sitcoms themed. So I, think I feel it, like it's cool that he's kind of going to become like the variations of TV guests. I know. I feel like he's got like this 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 wealth of information of like some like really good like good cheesy music too, and I think he's just he's hanging on to them. Yes, uh, like he's, he's earmarking them on his own show, a KVGM, The Last Wave, a super chill podcast. Um, but yeah, so if you'd like to get in contact with us, um, or if you have any suggestions, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And for more information about our show and a full track listing from all of our episodes and, and access to all of our older episodes, 
including our newer ones, go to the, web, uh, the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. <laughs> and there, there are links to some cool t-shirts. If you go to rhythmandpixels.com slash merch, um, and we're going to have a... Um, a uh, we should do mugs. A discount. Yeah we, should do, yeah, we should do mugs. I might I might put something else up there right now, but there's going to be a discount on, uh, on all t-shirts um, when this episode comes out. So uh, go to the website, and there'll be a uh, link to the to the t-shirts with a uh, offer code. Um, and uh, what do I also talk about? Oh, uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We're Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, at YouTube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels, you can get see all of our episodes. And we have a 24-7 radio stream playing nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics. I just did a big revamp of the station. Huge thank you to Ed Wilson, who found a better plug-in for the Super Nintendo music. It, Ooh, sound, nice. it sounds way better. And it looks I think it looks a lot cool. I did a lot of um, visual stuff to it. And um, I think Michael Bridgewater is actually giving me a, another Commodore 64 playlist. Oh, which I'm really yeah. excited about. I love the fact that he's even the person. He's the reason why I appreciate Commodore 64. I know. Music. Yeah, I, I always liked it, but then he's he's like, no, this check this out. And I'm like, he said like, he asked if we could play some like newer stuff. Uh-huh. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. If it comes from him, I won't. I'm, yes. I like how I censored myself. I went, hell yeah. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, also, uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, just tell people about it. You know, just um, thought again, it's the end of the year, New Year's Eve. Merry Christmas. You're celebrating with someone you love or maybe someone like you, you want to show them how you care. And, and then the, then the bell rings and you go in for that kiss. And instead, you tell them about our show. That's right. Whisper in their ears. Sweet nothings and somethings about rhythm and pixels in their yeah. ear. Oh, baby. Purnell is amazing. Have you heard this show before? It's so good. He talks about fruit <laughs> pies and variations of tea. Um, you can also go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels. There you get access to a prequel episode every week and a live streamed episode once a month where we, it's a, it's a normal episode that will be on the feed, but you get to watch it with us live and, and, and uh, we can converse and gab and yeah, stuff. And we also can talk and hang out and, and, and make jokes uh, through the live stream. Um, at other uh, tiers, you can also uh, get your own shout out on the radio station, like a little promo, and you can also record your own at the uh, the highest level. But at the end of every episode, we'd like to thank all of our Patreon members: Frankly Zappa, That Nick Walker, Mike Myers, Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy, Matt Holmquist, Michael Jennings, Davy Cakes, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Zelkova. Excuse me. Andreas Milberg, Dan Lafton, Sleepy, <laughs> Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Shenstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Making Moves, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version VGM podcast, and Brian Pitt. I mean, I feel like we've we've talked about a lot of these people throughout the show anyway. Pretty much. I think it's funny. I think you try to keep me on my toes when you do those whispers. Dan Lafton. No, it's not. Lafton. <laughs> you but, know, they got to have some fun. I'm, I'm sure they appreciate it, right? I hope so. Get like a box in the mail with like a dead horse head in and like, stop mispronouncing my name. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but Yay. Yeah. And also just a, a quick reminder, um, if you're interested in doing podcasting or if you have a podcast of your own and you want to take it to the next level, go to blueberry.com. It's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Use offer code PIXELS and you get your first month free for hosting and stats you did anything worst case scenario you can use it just to try it out just try it out it's cool it's it's great it's it's a great service there i have had so many problems with our feed and with downloads and uploads like 
uploading the wrong episode and they are like immediately on it. They'll help me out. And if you're migrating from one show to another, anyway, I'm not trying to do another commercial. If you're migrating to Capistrano, though, they're, they're, they're the birds. Their tech support's awesome. They're, they're right on top of things. So check them out. And that's it. So next week is our Patreon episode. We get to listen to what you think we should have done this year. And for those who are probably <laughs> thinking, what about the food topic? It was going to be like food. Food's in reserve, but at the time, it was like we were thinking about, but we had forgot the podcast anniversary was even coming up. Yeah. And the idea is usually listener stuff. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, so we kind of got into that habit of like, we'll have like one episode and then the next next one's the Patreon one. That'll be like the, the, the call-in show. And I, and, I, and I won't lie, I kind of like the idea of listeners mentioning what their favorite tracks were. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't like know them off the top mm-hmm. of your head, you can even just well check the website out. And like, just don't be we'll, we'll pick a track for you, is what we'll do. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, like, so basically, it's favorite moments of, from the show for the year. Yeah, exactly. So like, if um, Cameron Worma doesn't pick a La Mulana track, I'll pick one for him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're like, okay, I got you. All right. Uh, Okay, that's it. I've lost my voice. So we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to our show um, for the whole year. I mean, this is five years. We probably should have done something grander, maybe made a cake. I talked about making a cake. I didn't make a cake. Just honestly, I've learned from as recently as my mother's birthday that you can buy cakes now. What? Yes, you can purchase a cake. I bought a cake for my mom. It was great. <laughs> well, maybe I'll make a maybe I'll guy I'll get a cake and I'll I'll make that the the, the cover. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the grocery store, take a picture of a cake you didn't buy, <laughs> and say that's the episode cake. <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for listening. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Thanks for listening. My name and is I'm Rob Pernell. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. And remember, well, when we started this show, um. Rob originally decided he wanted to take a crack at podcasting because he was a fan of VGM podcasts. He wanted to say, "Let me give take a crack at this scene that you know a number of my favorites are you know taking hiatuses and breaks." So he said, "Pernell, do you want to do it?" And I said, "Sure, would be fun." And he started creating a show. He started editing it. He started learning about all the tools and mechanics that go into making the show. And as you know, five years later, we're still doing it, despite the fact that, quite frankly. I don't think either of us expected to get this long. And to be blunt, I will be interested to see how far we go. But as um, long as we're having fun, and as long as people, even one person wants to listen, we're still at it. Why the hell did Pernell just say all that? Because creativity keeps the mind working. Mm-hmm. Creativity is an outlet that will make that makes things so much easier for me. Like, I'm not creating the show, but I'm a contributor, which in turn gives me the same euphoric feeling of this is great. Yeah, I am part of a production. Same with SML and same with, well, I guess now we're called Indie Guide In, but same thing. And what that means is there's nothing stopping you from creating something either. It could be a podcast. It could be a Twitch stream. It could be baking cakes. It could be baking bread like Rob does. It could be cooking any number of things. It could be anything you could possibly imagine that you could create that you've always wanted to build up and create mm. and build on for yourself point is getting up and doing it and you can always make up an excuse to say yeah, i'll try tomorrow or i don't understand x facet of it but here's the thing we have the internet we have social media you can learn literally anything you need because someone's already done it 
It's just a matter of accepting that you want to do it. You want to take the steps to become a creator yourself. And it's worth it. I promise you. Even if you get one listener or one taste tester or one Twitch affiliate or whatever they they call those people who watch Twitch streams consistently. I don't know that. But if you can get even one, it's worth just doing it because it feels freaking great. Especially now. Make something. Yes. Make something. Make stuff. I like make stuff. And if you make food, send me some. I'll eat it. <laughs> I will eat it. Be careful what you wish for. That is true. I don't want any rat poison in a box. But if it's poison-free rat poison, poison-free. put it in the box. <laughs> <laughs>